Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What do we got on Friday, buddy? I'll take it. Good Friday morning. From the DSC Studios. Of KGB rocking you for 50 years. None has stood longer. What's the decorum? If you have accepted to be uh, maid of honor or best man, can you back out on that? No. Once you accept. You'd need an historic reason to do it. I'm sorry, a what? An historic reason. What does that mean? Death in, in your family. Uh, excuse me, death in your family, uh, loss of a limb. Which limb? <laughs> well. Like a pinky? Is a pinky a limb? I don't believe so. You only have four limbs, right? Right. Arms and legs, right? That's it? Yeah. But your wiener gets chopped off. I think you still got to go. Mm. What about a big fight? Big fight, Chris Boer. An argument. Humiliating argument. Uh oh. Oh. I'd like to hear the details. I might no, come no, no. Wait a minute here. You were saying an arm has to be off, Mr. Black Knight. It's only a flesh wound. Come on. I think you suck it up. I yeah? think you, uh, Do you? Yeah. All right. I'm going to tell you about the fight. Is there a cutoff point, though, that, like, even if you have, like, a really humiliating fight with someone, is there a cutoff point? It's like, we're too close. To the actual wedding day, because you know how this is maid of honor. There's dresses and all kinds of crap involved. There's so much involved as yeah. maid of honor. Yeah. Right. Is there a cutoff point? When you hit a certain window, like no matter what happens, do you just have to toughen up? You have to. Mm. I is feel it like that's from. Days? No, I feel like it's really the when you accept that commitment, when you accept it. I can't you're an, imagine. You're an innocent victim here, and you've been humiliated. Humiliated. Yeah. All right, <sighs> I'm going to read the story. You and Chris Boyer seem pretty staunch that you got to toughen up and you got to go through with your commitment. You do, you know, especially being a girl, you get in little tiffs here and there, and especially with a bridezilla. Yeah, they got in a little tiff. You know, in a bridezilla, it's to be expected. You have to give them a little bit more leeway than normal and just accept, okay, I love her. How do you mean that? Because like, after I read this letter, you're not going to go, oh, okay, that's different. Well. Huh? Well. Why? We might, but that's just my initial thought is, okay, you just got to get over it because you love her. It is a boyer's prerogative to change his mind. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this lady, she's getting a lot of traction, international traction for her story. She's getting married, her uh, her sister's getting married to Nino. And uh, as part of the pre-wedding celebration, she said, our family is visi- visiting Nino's family in Italy. 
Dad is good friends with Nino's dad. They all grew up together. This is not our first time meeting them. And uh, Nino has a cousin, Luca. And this woman who's writing this letter, this woman who is the sister of the bride, the maid of honor, she says, I made an enemy out of Luca when I was nine because I told our fathers he pushed me in the water. He didn't. I slipped, but I blamed it on him. And he got into a lot of trouble. And he's never forgiven me since then. Well, Luca is going to be Nino's best man. And I'm my sister's maid of honor. So time for us to make up. Yes. Right? Okay. It's about time. Put the, put the past behind us. So I tried to apologize to him multiple times in English. He acted like he couldn't understand me. He only speaks Italian around me, even though he speaks English. I asked Nino, the groom, to translate my apology, but he told me it would mean more if I said it to him myself in Italian, and that would show that I was genuinely sorry. So he taught me how to say the apology, but Luca was never alone. So I was finding it hard to find a chance to apologize. Well, one day he was sitting with a group outside and Nino, Nino was the groom. He said, why don't you just say it in front of everybody since Luca's avoiding me? And so I said it. And everyone thought it was hilarious. And I had no idea what was so funny until Luca asked me in English to repeat what I said. And so I apologized to him in English. I told him, I said, look, I'm sorry. I was the one who lied and said you pushed me in the water and I didn't. I know you got in trouble with my, my family and my friends. And Lucas said, well, why don't you come inside the house with me right now and I'll pound you right up the dumper. Wow. Oh, what? He said, why don't you come inside the house with me right now and I'll pound you inside the house right in the dumper because that's what you just asked me to do in Italian <laughs> in front of everybody. In other words, Nino, the groom, <laughs> lied to her. And the apology he taught her in Italian had nothing to do with apologizing. He taught her how to ask for a dump pounding in the house. Nino thought that was hilarious, as did everyone else. I yelled at him, so did my sister. And I told him, you can forget about me being maid of honor anymore. Because the groom is a prick. <laughs> my sister is now begging me not to drop out of the wedding she has told nino the groom to apologize multiple times i don't want to be around either of these dickheads there you go there you go no limbs have come off chris boyer nothing historical has happened i think she's got to go through with it all right just do it it's your sister you can always say told you so with the divorce oh <laughs> Chris Boyer says, get over it, right? Get over it. Yes. That's your advice, right? Yeah. Get over it. All right. What do you think, Chainsaw? Get over it. All right. As someone who grew up with sisters only, and then they all started to get married, and I realized, oh, this is what having a brother is like. Uh This is exactly what having a brother is like. And unfortunately, (laughs) you're going to have to deal with it, especially mainly because your sister, the bride, didn't enable him, didn't try and make it okay. She was horrified as well and apologized, so don't take it out on her. You know she's laughing at her behind her back. 
You know it's that the sister of the bride is laughing <laughs> with her husband behind her back. I think that was Out awesome. in front, she's doing all... Yeah. <laughs> and that's and so does this woman. She knows that she's not stupid. She but, knows that she's the butt of the joke. And any apologies she's getting from her sister are fake, fake, fake. But that's what the sister can do is do all the true feelings behind her back and not in front of her. Because that's how we work. We, you know... So she's trying to make it better. And it's kind of funny. If it was if it was on anybody else, it would have been funny. You would have thought it was funny. <laughs> All right. The family knows, by the way. The family knows you were set up. They don't really think you want him to pound you up the Yeah. You know? Right. Right? Yeah. So get over it. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta right? get over this one. Get over it and start writing your maid of honor speech. <laughs> <laughs> Vengeance will be mine. <laughs> Everybody's gonna burn. That's right. That's what I say. Eric. Look at this crew. They came to play today. They're here to fight. Ain't no softies in the group. It's a toughen up buttercup. Kind of Friday here on the DSC show. What's going to be uh, coming up in our first look at sports, Chainsaw? Big day for a Padre. Tom Brady is taking leave. Oh, no. Whoa, whoa, what, what does that mean? Oh, What's wrong? wrong? Something must be wrong. Oh, yeah, right? And never to be worn again. All right, Chainsaw's going to open the door and walk into a super Southern California sports weekend for us coming up next year at WKGB. Beautiful Friday morning. Watch turn up the radio. Roll down the windows. We'll have a nationwide word for you to check to win the iHeartRadio music festival. Shut up. Festival. Shut up. That'll be a little bit later on this morning here. Chainsaw to talk sports no one this Friday morning on the DOC show. Good morning, good morning, and thank you, David. And hello again, everybody in the sports world. After getting off to a fast start this season, Padres first baseman Eric Hosmer has cooled off a bit, but it was nice to see him come through yesterday. There's a drive toward the triangle, well struck by Hosmer. That ball is off the wall and straightaway center on a hop. Martinez being waved around. He'll score without a throw. It's a double for Hosmer. Nice. You know, Ooh. Hosmer. Di- uh, oh, whoops. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> Hosmer got traded to the Red Sox as Uh-oh. part of that multi-team deal that got us Juan Soto. Hosmer's Red Sox beat Baltimore 4-3 yesterday, but remain in the American a league east seller. You're stupid. As for the Padres, the current Padres, they had yesterday off, and this weekend we'll visit the Washington Nationals, the former team of new Padres, Juan Soto and Josh Bell, the current uh, first baseman for the Padres. The Padres currently stand 16 games behind the division-leading Dodgers, but hold the third of three National League wildcard spots by one game over the Brewers. Padres Nationals first pitch 405 our time. Tonight. We had a pair of NFL preseason games last night. Mm. Yeah. Uh, 
the Giants pasted the Patriots on a last-second field goal, 23-21, while Baltimore flashed the Titans. The Titans. Titans. Uh, 23-10. Tom Brady is taking time off from practice to deal with a personal issue. Oh, no. Which has sparked a lot of speculation. Did he run out of Stetson Cologne? Is there a health issue or trouble in the family, or is it just a prearranged way of getting out of the dreaded training camp for a week? Oh. But no, it's none of those things. My exclusive and always reliable sources say Brady found a hair out of place and needs it to have surgically realigned. Thank you, Mr. Know-it-all. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Cologne is next week. Maybe he'll get that week off, too. Meanwhile, in the national that. It's been strange living in a country that is proud of itself, that has national pride. As a British person, we don't really have pride in our country anymore due to the terrible things we've done in our history. <laughs> it is hard to look at the British flag waving in the sky without thinking to yourself, we waggled that around in some very awkward situations. <laughs> our national anthem doesn't help. It's predicated on a lie. God save the Queen. That has never happened. God has never saved the Queen or any of her ancestors. That's why she's Queen now. In fact, he has systematically wiped out her entire family and she is very much next on his list. Your national anthem is inspirational. It's uplifting. It's something to get behind. Yes, it's one long sentence, but what a sentence. <laughs> Obviously, you didn't want to take punctuation from us when you kicked us out of the country. Throw a comma in there. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Even Canada, and God knows they have nothing to be proud of. <laughs> Even they are indifferent to themselves. Their, their national anthem is borderline orgasmic. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Oh, Canada. Does your daddy know you're going out dressed like that? Oh, Canada. Skipato Association. What is it that makes Canada so important? Nothing. Okay, okay, all right. Uh, mm -hmm. the, the NBA has announced they are going to retire number six for all 30 teams in honor of the great Bill Russell, the 11-time NBA champion and Hall of Famer who died earlier this month at age 88. Players who currently wear number six will be grandfathered in, such as LeBron James, who has switched back and forth from 23 to 6, which he wore with the Lakers last year. No word on if he's going to go back to 23, which was his personal homage to Michael Jordan. Meaning, for all that he's done, Lebby James doesn't have his own iconic number. Hmm. Although one billion is pretty sweet. That's his net worth now. Might not fit on a jersey, but it looks pretty good on paper. In other sports, David. So, Detroit Lions are on hard knocks this year. Yeah. And they always make the rookies get up in front of the entire team in their meeting room and sing the entire team. And the team's like, yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> Love it. Aiden Hutchinson got up and uh, launched into some Michael J. Uh -oh. And he wasn't getting a ton of love from his team. At first. At first. <laughs>
stood up and started stripping. They all he had everyone on their feet and they started tearing off their clothes and throwing it. <laughs> and he got a standing ovation. <laughs> Stud. Way to go. Go Lions. Come on. This is your 1015 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh my! The DSC. On the iHeartRadio app, on your smart devices, or on 101kgb.com. Sammy Hagar is going to be at the Beach House with KGB. Next week, Thursday, join Clint August from 3 to 7 broadcasting live. Sammy's going to be there. Uh, he's got a lot of work to do. He's going to have a check presentation to the Surfrider Foundation. He will be Unveiling a new sand sculpture by renowned sand sculpture artist Greg Lebon. How do all sand sculpture, by the way, how do they all end? Is someone always, <laughs> is someone who is elected official castle kicker over and they walk in and just smash it? Do they let the tide come in? How do, how do they end? I, I don't know, but I really hope that they allow people to just run for it and jump and stomp. Smash it? Yes. Yeah. We're going to have uh, gift cards to be given away to the Beach House, copies of Sammy's new book called Sammy Hagar's Cocktail Hits. It's basically, it's an afternoon happy hour from 3 to 7 with Sammy Hagar at the Beach House next Thursday on the Clint August Show. Sounds like just a real chill hang. Uh, Sammy is just good times every time. He's fun. He's positive. This is what he lives for. You are his fans. He loves you. Come out and hang out with Sammy Hagar and the KGB and Clint August this Thursday afternoon. I already had looked to look ahead to the weather next week. 90s every day. Oh. Every day. Next week. Beach is where you want to be. Head for the beach. That's where I'd want to hang out with Sammy, too. I'd want to hang out with him at the beach. That seems like it's his happy place. That's his place. Yep. I believe Sammy Hagar invented the beach. (laughs) So why not be with a man? Sammy Hagar, he's always been uh, a great guest here on the DSC show, and we love him. He loves you. So uh, make an afternoon of it. Let's just jam the place. We have an all-time new stupid question that the Internet is debating today. (laughs) One of the things that the Internet has provided, I mean, you think about what has the Internet done in the last 10, 15 years? Oh, my God. So much. It's a mind-boggling question. But one thing for sure it has provided us are the stupidest debates of all time. (laughs) Do you remember Laurel versus Yanni? Yes. Do you remember which way you came down on it? No. I think I was a Yanni guy. Are you? All right. I got annoyed because I heard both. At one time it was Laurel, Laurel, Laurel. And then all of a sudden it switched one day to Yanni. And I'm like, what the hell? It's maddening because you play this sound. It's just a sound clip you play on the internet and you ask people what they heard and someone will say, well, I heard the name Laurel. It's a guy going Laurel. And the person next to you is like, what are you talking about? They're saying Yanni. And these two people look at each other like they're kidding each other and then they realize they're not kidding. And then within a minute, there's usually fists. (laughs) Laurel. Laurel. That was Laurel. I thought you were a Yanni guy. I guess I'm not. Did you play with that a little bit? I didn't do a thing. I'm okay. just pressing the button. Laurel. Did I play with it? And that's, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There it is. That's the natural reaction. Right there. Oh, you're screwing yeah, with it. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm not. Yeah, I came here in the middle of the night, and I crafted 
a false sound file in my sound laboratory. No, I'm pressing the stupid button. Yeah, well, Laurel. Totally Yanni. What? <laughs> you gotta be kidding. It's Yanni. No way. It's Yanni. Yanni. Laurel. Yanni. <laughs> Go ahead, Chainsaw. It's, it's Laurel. It's, Who would say Yanni? Who would ever even say Yanni? I don't even know why he's saying it. What a stupid word. They're both stupid. But he's Hang on. Chris Boyer wants to change his mind now and say it's Yanni because he heard Sarah say it's Yanni. Go ahead, Boyer. As, as much as I might be predisposed to do that, I did, in fact, once again hear Laurel. <gasps> You disagreed with Sarah. I know. Do you have to go home and flagellate yourself? Uh, no, but I'll have a discussion with the Laurel. Bell. Laurel. All right. Well, anyway, you remember the dress? Is mm. the dress silver or is it blue or whatever it was? Um, are there more wheels or doors in the world? Well, that's a weird question. Yeah. What's your answer? Doors? Wheels. Doors? <laughs> oh, no. She said completely unconvincingly. Yeah, I feel like more people have oh, a door yeah, to walk doors. through than a car to drive. Doors. Chainsaw says more doors. No, wheels. Doors. Go ahead, you two. Well, there's four doors or two already on a car. So it almost, a car kind of cancels itself out, a sedan does anyway. Well, wait, doesn't I a trunk count as a door? Eh, not really. And doesn't the hood of the car count as a door? Not really, no. It's a door to the engine compartment. I know, but- What are you are saying? Entrances to for people to get into doors. Although I, I get you trap. Yeah, I get you. What if it's a two door? Like I said, a sedan would cancel it out, but a two door still, it's only four two at that point. Not more, you say there's more wheels. Oh, infinitely more. Infinitely, infinitely more. You know what that means, Chainsaw? It can never be counted. Right. How if your doors? Added up to clip clop trillion. Carry on and on and on with this ridiculous number. Mm -hmm. Boyer has infinitely more. Mm. That sounds like an exaggeration to me. I mean, look at the wheels that uh, are on your closet door at home. You know, the slide the thing back and forth. I don't have sliding doors. Many people do. You said mine. Look at mine. I looked at mine. I don't have any. I'm sorry you... Uh, are not You're at not an sorry. economic level to afford the miracle of the wheel. <laughs> just has a sheet that pulls across. <laughs> Sad. But those little loops could be wheels, you know, up on the sheet. That, what, where do you do, you do uh, pin got, wheels and all the ma machines? Got, do you have wheels? He's holding four wheels in his hand right, right now, here. Chainsaw. The argument is over. Thank he's got you. a bag of wheels. <laughs> he's Monty Hall. He's Monty so Hall. Weird. He's always got crap over here under his drum kit. He just picks it. He just picked up a bag of wheels under his drum kit. He did because he's always prepared with some unnecessary accoutrement. Oh my god, or, he would always win the money at what is it? Let's make a deal yeah, at the end. Monty Hall. Yes, he would win every time. Yeah. I mean, you've got wheels on your lawnmower. You've got uh, uh, wheels, on, wheels your, on your bicycle. Wheels on your skateboard. Wheels on your bus. They go round and round. Well, they do, David. Name them all, Chris. Be infinite about it. <laughs> all right, so no one knows the answer to that one. Okay. Seems unlikely that they could be counted up, right? I would think. What about this one? Here it is, the latest internet debate, because this is what's important today. <laughs> How many holes does a straw have? Two would be the 
Yeah, it has two. There's a top hole and a bottom hole. I know, right? It has one. Here we go. The debate has begun. Go ahead. Chainsaw, make your point. Well, there's one at the top. Okay. And then there's one at the bottom. Which is the top? (laughs) The one you suck out of. (laughs) I sometimes pick up my straw. I put my finger on the top. And I pick it up out of my frosty and I suck it out of the bottom. Sometimes I suck the bottom chainsaw. You would appreciate that being an anal. Save that sound bite for him. Oh. oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You know, yeah. Like Dave just uh, exemplified. If you put one finger on it, there's one hole. But if you take the finger off, there's another one. So that makes two. Uh, Boy, you're shaking your head. Why are you shaking your head at Lefty Jughead? It's just one hole. What do you mean it's just one hole? It's just one hole. Oh, oh well, that described yeah. it for us. Thank you. Your patience is incredible today. It's I mean, just one hole. Can you just can you give us an explanation other than just repeating it? Well, if a hole does in fact have a top and bottom, it is the opposite side of the same hole. Anybody convinced by his statement? No. Did it change your mind at all? No. Sarah, did it change your mind at all? No. You didn't do anything, Boy, Keep working. Uh, a hole exists as an aperture between two sides of a plane. Therefore, aperture plane, David. There must be a top and bottom side to the hole. So your mouth and your a-hole are one hole. <laughs> you are the same hole. Same hole. With you, I believe. <laughs> I mean, you can't... Go ahead. There is always a top and bottom side to the hole, and you cannot split it into a point where there is only a top or bottom. Yeah, there is. What about a hole in the ground? They did like a, you know, a hole a in the ground. Hole. Yeah, it's just like a hole with a bottom. There's no hole down there. Unless it goes to China, that would be two holes. That's not a hole. That's a trench. It's a trench? A trench. A trench has a bottom, but a hole. Now, wait a minute. You had me. Your logic had me until you switched to trench. If I dig a hole in the ground, it's not a hole? It's not. It's a trench. Why is it not a hole? Because it has a a fixed bottom. So a hole. It only has one opening. A hole has to be something that you could put, like, your arm through and come out on the other side? Yes. Who agrees with that? No, I don't. No. So a hole has to have two holes? Well, a hole has to have a top and a bottom. It is. Didn't uh, Cool Hand Luke have to dig a hole? Uh, yes. But and didn't was... didn't Cool Hand Luke put a hole in Boss Hog's yard? It wasn't Boss Hog. That was the Duke's hazard. Oh, who was it? Boss something or other. Yeah. Uh, but he dug a hole in his in the boss's yard. He dug a trench. But they That's call... not what they say in the dialogue. Well, it, look, just like the Democrats, just because you change the oh, name God. of something. No, I'm just going mean... by the dialogue in the movie. <laughs> well, the dialogue in the movie is inaccurate. It's wrong? It's wrong. Oh, no. Doesn't a trench have to have like kind of like an elongated thing, almost rectangular looking? A hole is like a round little hole. How long does a trench have to be? What is the uh, minimum dimension for a trench? You tell me. So, in other words, a hole has to have two entry points or two exit points. Uh, it is an aperture inside. Uh, no, 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 no. You got to be able to put in something from both sides, right? Like a straw, you can put in something from both sides, right? Yes. So that's a hole. 
Yes. So you got to be able to penetrate it from both sides. Whereas if you just dig a hole like a grave, that's not a hole because you can't penetrate it from the bottom. That's a trench. Do I have it right? Yeah. Hmm. So a hole truly has two sides. Yes. Then it has two holes. No, it's one hole. A straw has two sides on it. Yes. If you can penetrate it from both, indicating two, you lost me again. It's one hole. I don't get it. Well, there are two sides to a door, but it's only one door. Analogy, Buck. Um, Dictionary.com doesn't agree with you. Well, Uh it's, it's wrong. The dictionary's wrong? But I'm... I'm. The dictionary is wrong, not you. Yes. You're saying you're right. Yes. And all dictionaries are wrong. No, I'm saying dictionary.com, which is the one... Which one would you like to go with? Which is the one... I would like to say that I am correct. No, which dictionary. dictionary would you like to go with? Well, the Oxford English Dictionary would be fine. You're still wrong. I'll have to have. Uh, no, you won't. No, no, no. Your little radio show mistake. that continues off in your office while you study is no good to us. <laughs> it's no good to us. Uh, the dictionary doesn't agree with you. It's an opening through something. Correct. That's what I said. A gap. Well, that's what a grave is. It's an opening into a grave. It doesn't have a bottom. I mean, it doesn't have a hole that keeps going. It doesn't go through something. It goes into, but not through. A hole in the roof. Okay, so if I'm up on the roof, I go through the hole. Now I'm in the house. Yes. It doesn't keep going forever. No, but it penetrates that plane. And a gravesite does not. Hmm. You would have to bore all the way through to the core of the earth. What happens at the core of the earth? We don't know. I thought it was chocolate chewy center. I think it's caramel. (laughs) I think it's caramel. (laughs) Nougat. Is that right? Do we agree with Chris Boyer? No. 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 Why not? Well, because it's because I'm gonna say, I'm gonna do the because rule. Because okay. that's fine. Here is uh, Navy Dave on the DSC Radio Show. What's going on, Navy Dave? Hey, what's going on, guys? Just talking to you, buddy. We're so, trying to figure this out now. If I dig, if I dig in the ground, do I have a hole or a trench? Depends on if it's elongated. Because when you dig a well, you don't dig a trench to get water. You dig a hole to get water. Is that right, Chris Boyer? Well, you have uh, penetrated the surface of the earth, and you have gone into the water table, which means... Thank you for explaining it to us. We get that. Uh, Is it a hole hole or a trench? uh, That's a hole, because you have have gone through the The plane of the earth and into another uh, distinct pocket. There's not another hole on the other earth. Wait, what? What if it's an artisan well? Just because he hit the water table? Yes. The water table distinguishes it as a hole? Yes. I think you are so full of crap right now. I've never seen you so full of crap (laughs) before. This is the (laughs) fullest of crap you've ever been. Care to acknowledge that for us? Not at all on the other end. Not at all. Just fills up. What if you didn't what if you didn't dig into the water table? What if you just dug down and got water? That is a semi-permeable uh, earth. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Davey Dave. Hey, have a good one, guys. I love your show. 
Love you too. This is what the internet is good for. Debates <laughs> with no answer. <laughs> I love Chris Boyer more than anyone. Thank you, David. Debate that, internet. DSC Mornings. Classic rock all day. On your smart devices or on 101kgb.com. I think one of the funnest things about families is finding out the secrets that they've been keeping from you your entire life. Have you ever gotten together with your family and people start talking and you realize, what? I never knew that. I never heard that about our family, that family member or myself even. Ever had that happen to you? I was reading about some of those this week. And we asked our friends on Facebook who listened to the DSC show to tell us what secrets they discovered that their family had been keeping from them. You know, there's a lot of reasons that you wouldn't know these things. Perhaps you were really little at the time, and so we didn't tell you about it. And then, you know, 40, 50 years pass, and you realize no one ever told them about that. It's not like they were trying to keep it from you. It's just at the time you were a little kid and it wouldn't have been appropriate for you. That's just one example. So it isn't always a mean-spirited beginning for the secret. Mr. David says, I found out my grandfather survived the prison camps in Europe during World War II, was almost executed moments before Patton's Third Army started shelling near his camp and all the prisoners were released. Holy Never knew. Crap. Mr. Bob says, I found out after both my parents passed away that they had a boy in 1957 that they gave up for adoption. And that me and my two older brothers were born while dad was still married to another woman. And I found out my parents didn't even marry until three years after I was born. Whores. (laughs) (laughs) They married in 1964 and took those secrets to their graves. Now, how would you feel if you found that out as an adult? Would it shatter your world? Would you be walking around going, I don't even know who I am? No. It's one of the things that bugged me on Yellowstone when Jamie finds out, discovers that part of his life and he starts wandering the landscape of Yellowstone. I don't even know who I am. Oh, God. Pull it together. (laughs) Pussy. Trisha says, my two aunts who died as young adolescents, one went on to marry my grandfather's caregiver, and the lady who came to visit us was her granddaughter, okay? Marty says, my parents got married before I was born, then I found the marriage certificate, and says they were married in June of 1963, but I was born in April of 1963. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Laurel, not Yanni, Laurel, (laughs) says, My mother waited until I was 24 years old to tell me that she won $20 million in the lottery when I was a baby. Oh, my God. How did she hide that? Listen to this. She said I told her the winning numbers in a dream. She didn't save any of the money for college or a car for me. She just... Mentioned it casually one day, and it blew my mind. She owes her a piece, then. Why is that? She owes her a cut. She came to her in her dream. Yes. She had something to do with that. 
She should get a cut. She should get a little saving. Who thinks she gets a cut because she appeared to her in a dream and gave her the winning numbers? Who believes the daughter deserves a cut of the money because of her appearance in a dream? Chris Not me. No, says Bort. Kane, what do you think? I'd argue it. <clears throat> you what? I'd argue it. Yeah. Do you think she deserves it is the question. Uh... No. I just showed up in, in, in front of you, Chainsaw, here. Yeah. Because I appeared to you in a dream. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh-oh. No. So you're not going to argue it. No. I see. I would If I was that person, but if I'm the judge, no, you don't get it. That's weird. Morgan says, when I was 19, I started dating a guy I went to high school with. I'd had a crush on this guy since ninth grade. I told my mom his name. She went totally white in the face. She asked me his mother's name, so I told her, and she flipped out. Apparently, before I was born, my dad had cheated on my mom, and the woman claimed to be pregnant. They'd never done a DNA test, but I'm pretty sure I dated my brother. No. No. What do you mean, no? No, please. Weird. Those are secrets you don't need to learn. She found out. She had the hots for her brother. <laughs> oh, Grace says, when I was growing up, there was a story going around about how a local prince wanted to marry me and offered things like cows for my hand in marriage. Well, my father, my father passed away. I went back home to my home country and I discovered that the prince was now the president's son and it wasn't an offer. It was a demand. The company my dad had worked for had to smuggle us out of that country because he was going to make me his wife. I was a toddler at the time. This was going to be an arranged marriage for when I came of age. Oh. Would you be mad about that? Could have been wife of a prince. I, I don't think I'd be mad. Instead, you're just a dope here in America someplace. Could have been a princess. Going to work for a living. Could have been a princess. Been what a about princess. that? <clears throat> you missed on the, chance to be a princess. Yeah, but the toddler thing. Damn that age gap. Well, they would have waited until she was at least 12. <laughs> My sister Bridget and I and our next door neighbor Sarah were raised as siblings. We called our parents Uncle Ron and Aunt Kathy. And she called our parents Uncle Paul and Aunt Gloria. Well, in our mid-20s, our parents came clean that the two couples had a several decades long sexual relationship and that I was most likely Uncle Ron's son. On top of that, Ancestry DNA confirmed that my dad was Sarah's biological father. The most surprising thing was that none of us kids ever caught on until they told us. How about that? Think of your next door neighbor and think of them being your actual parents. What? what? <laughs> Why wouldn't they just swap them back? Or <laughs> they just must not have known? Oh. None of your beeswax. I, I'm happy it's not my beeswax. Ulysses says, I found out that the reason my parents divorced after years of my dad's infidelity was that he had gotten my sister's teacher pregnant. That is some kind of parent-teacher meeting. Right there, she better have gotten an A. <laughs> in math. I want an A in math. Keep my mouth shut about this. 888-570-1015. Is it Direct Connect? You want to tell me your family's secret? No way you rock a town for 50 years without big help from Van Halen.
on 101.5 KGB. It's the DSC Radio Show. Thanks for switching us on this Friday morning. Here are more family secrets that the DSC audience is revealing to us today. Dear Dave, I found out that my grandmother was a prostitute. She's a whore. (laughs) I mean, an actual prostitute. She's a whore. My mother has no idea who her real father is. Which means that my own lineage is totally a question mark. 23andMe would be a hoot if I ever got around to taking up that test. Love your show. The Hall of Famer, Rocky, the artist. He should do it. He should totally do that test. What a what an interesting thing to have that big question mark of who the other half of you is. I don't know that you can necessarily find out. Someone else would have had to take the test and post their results for them to be able to tell him who his father is. Oh, is that how it works? Yeah. Well, not, th- not to find his father necessarily, but just his, um, what's your background called? Your blood. What is it called? Your, de- what country? Lineage. Is that? Your lineage? Wait, lineage? I don't think that's it. Ancestry. Ancestry. You guys are going to have to learn to just let her struggle, okay? I'm enjoying this, and I don't like it when you guys throw her a lifesaver. Just work on your sports and tighten up your snare drum and let me have my fun. Dave. Just let it happen. Let it happen. It's fun to watch. Uh, This person says... uh, Dear Dave, after both my parents passed away, I found out that both my mom and dad were married to other people before they married each other. And I never knew, but all of both sides that my family knew. I've also seen their marriage license. They had put away, never been married before. All right, so people with a lot of different parents on their side. This person says, my house burned down when I was a kid. And when I was an, when I was an adult, my dad told me that my mom was the one who burned it down. He was away a lot and she wanted attention. Well, that'll do it. Wow. She was diagnosed with bipolar disorder later. Mother burned down the house. I mean, might, hmm? have, might have felt that way once or twice. Or you wanted to burn down the house? Times, hmm? time. With kids? Burn the whole thing down. No, mm-hmm. not with a minute. Mm. <laughs> uh, when I was a kid, I was friends with a woman who lived next door. She would read to me, play with me take me on walks. She was like my best friend. One morning, her dad was at my house when I woke up, and he gave me a painting she had made. My parents told me that my lady friend had to move to another city for work, and she had left the painting so that I would always remember her. Years later, we ended up moving to another city. We returned after that, after my dad had died, and I found out that the woman's dad and sister were still living there. That's when they told me the truth. My lady friend had died in a car accident. Good on the parents for lying then in that situation. Yeah, that lady friend who used to come and play with you, we had to move her to a farm (laughs) where she can run and play free. When I was 18, I got a letter from a distant aunt I hadn't seen since I was a baby. There were hundreds of pictures of me and them together when I was a baby. They used to babysit me a lot, take me on vacations with them. Well, I found out from my mom the reason they took me everywhere is because they were smuggling cocaine in my diaper. I was a baby (laughs) mule. Mom? Hmm. All right, Chase, what is coming up in the sports next? Padres back in action tonight. Not here. 
Uh, was it really him? No, it was creepy. And uh, the NFL stands alone. Had you ever, Harry, I don't know if this is putting you on the spot or not, but you ever on a hot day in, uh, like it probably is now, when you go back to Chicago after the road trip, hot afternoon, it's a day game, do you ever pound down some buds? Well, <laughs> while, you, while you're calling a game, Harry, do you ever do that? Now, David, what do you think I've been doing the last half hour waiting to come on? <laughs> well... <laughs> of another Southern California weekend of sports. And the doorman to show it all to you now is the chase on the KKK. Yeah, come on, I'm rocking, rolling, and thank you, Everybody in the sports world. After snapping out of an offensive slump, the Padres scored 20 runs in their most recent two ball games, both victories, and hope to take that mojo into the nation's capital today where they will visit Juan Soto's former team this weekend, the Washington Nationals. Padres currently stand 16 games behind the division-leading Dodgers but hold the third of three wild-card uh, spots in the National League by one game over the Brewers. Padres Nationals first pitch 405 our time today. The Chicago Cubs beat the Cincinnati Reds 4-2 in the second annual Field of Dreams game in that ballpark built in a cornfield in Dyersville, Iowa, a site of the great Kevin Costner baseball movie classic Field of Dreams. During the seventh inning stretch, they played a hologram of the late, great Cubs announcer Harry Carey singing Take Me Out to the Ball Game from up in the press box. And there was his figure up there in 3D and all that. And it is not being well received on Twitter. Here's a sampling. That hologram was super creepy. Harry scary. That <laughs> didn't even look like him. Hologram Harry is perhaps the ultimate example of just because you can doesn't mean you should. Fox should be in prison for doing oh, Harry Carey oh, like this. Oh. oh. Yeah, it was creepy to me, too. However, playing an audio recording is always cool because it inspires our memories to paint pictures in our minds. Oh, my. All right. Let me hear you. Good and loud. On one. On two. On three. I'm just fine. How are you, buddy? You know, I got the pleasure of singing the inaugural Harry Carey Take Me Out to the Ball Game at ASU. Is that the way you always sound? Boy, you're terrible. How'd you get on the air? Harry Carey passed away in 1998 after calling Major League Baseball play-by-play -play for 53 seasons. 
Is that the way you always sound? Boy, you're terrible. How'd you get on the air? Got it. We had a pair of NFL preseason games last night. Uh, the Giants uh, beat the Patriots on a last-second field goal, 23-21, while Baltimore took care of the Titans, 23-10. Well, that was a massive waste of time. Yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, in the national that I have two adopted siblings. I have a sister who's 14 years older than me. She's half Indian. And I have a brother who's 18 years older than me. He's half Japanese. So all of our photos together, it just looks like I'm sitting with a team of doctors. <laughs> as they desperately try to find me a cure. <laughs> but since they're so much older than me, I never got to break the news to them that they were adopted, which that defeats the whole purpose of having adopted siblings, <laughs> right? Like one time we got in a fight, I was like, guess what, you're adopted. They were like, guess what? Mom wanted us. <laughs> Even my mom was like, point goes the foreigners. Skimball Association. Many teams retire numbers never to be worn again by another player on that team. But there are only three numbers retired by entire leagues. Major League Baseball was the first back in 1997, retiring Jackie Robinson's number 42 for the Hall of Famer who broke the color barrier. Nobody else can wear that again, unless they're honoring him on a special day. The second was the National Hockey League in 2000, retiring Wayne Gretzky's number 99 mm. for the Hall of Famer, who broke all sorts of scoring barriers. And now comes the NBA. They've retired number six for the legendary Hall of Famer and social pioneer Bill Russell, who won 11 NBA titles for the Celtics, the final two as a player coach. The NFL remains the only one of the four major American sports leagues that has not retired a number for all teams. What about number 12 for Tom Tom Brady? That way, Terry Bradshaw, Roger Staubach, Joe Namath, Bob Greasy, Ken Stabler, Aaron Rodgers, and any other number 12 that wins a Super Bowl can say it's retired because of them. It's not a good idea. Yeah. It's an awesome idea. Yeah. Uh, eh. <laughs> At other sports, David. Here's rock and roll great Ozzy Osbourne singing at Wrigley Field. One, two, three, and let's go out to the morning. Let's go out to the morning. What? Take me in the morning. I don't remember what I have to do. Cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the way you always sound? Boy, oh, you're terrible. How do you get out of here? <laughs> This is your 101.5 KGBFM Sports Network. Oh, my. This is the DSC. 101.5 KGB. All right, the iHeartRadio Music Festival is coming up in September in Las Vegas. We want you to be there. In fact, we'll give you $1,000 and the trip. We'll have your first word for today, a secret nationwide keyword that only you will know because I will tell you at 9 o'clock this morning, the first of three. We do it at 9, 1, and 5 o'clock. If you win this grand prize, it's $1,000. It's the tickets to the show, T-Mobile Arena, with live performances by so many people, including Pat Benatar and Neil Giraldo. Must say both. <laughs> mm. Whatever. I mean, apparently, Pat Benatar is so small so tiny 
Yeah, we can't just say you're going to see Neil Giraldo. We got to include that you'll see Pat Benatar. Whatever, Pat. What an ego on that woman. Holy cow. I'm here to see Neil Giraldo, but if Pat's got to sing too, that's fine by me. First word. Coming up at 9 o'clock this morning. Then again at 1. And at 5. And as always, more details at 101kgb.com. Lots of email coming in on the discussions from today's show, including listener Terry, who wants to know, what's a vagina? Uh, Goes back to the holes yeah. discussion, Chris Boy. The holes versus ditches. Yeah. Try, I'm sorry, trench. So we were talking, this, this is the great thing about the internet. The question was, how many holes does a straw have? Now, Chainsaw, I think you said two holes. Yes. And Sarah, you said two holes. Yeah. And Boyer said no. You said just one, right? Yes. And you didn't seem very interested in explaining it to the cretins who populate this program. I thought I did an excellent job of it. As you always do. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I had said, uh, if I dig a hole for a body to put in, you said it's not a hole. Correct. Why is it not a hole? Because there, there's a dead end. You've merely lowered the top, essentially. All right. <laughs> and then a listener called and said, if I dig a hole for a well, that's a hole. And you said it is. Because it penetrates into another chamber. But it's still a dead end. It stops. There's water down there. But it does stop. Something is holding the water in place. There the, is. The bottom of the whatever it is you call it. Yes. So I don't understand the difference. Well, because you have... Penetrated. Oh, and I'm not going to if you explain it, am I? You can't, uh, you can't make a permanent hole in water. If it's frozen, you can. And then it's... Water. Uh, and there's no such thing as global warming, so it won't melt. <laughs> All right. What's a vagina? Uh, a beautiful... Is it a hole? Well, it does, like a well, open up into the... Is it a uh, hole? Yeah. It is? Yeah. It has a dead end. What, yeah, but the vagina opens up into the cervix. And then comes to an end. It does. So the cervix is really a trench. <laughs> so what's a vagina? A hole. So it is a hole. Yeah. With a dead end. Yes. It's not very consistent. It's, but it is accurate. <laughs> Finally. All right. Just like a well. Yeah, you don't have me on the well thing yet. Okay. But anyway, thank you very much. Yesterday on the show, we talked about potty fingers in the mouth. You remember that? Oh, yeah. We had, uh, it was listener Scotty, who's got this hot new girl he's been dating, and she likes, when they're all wrapped up in each other, she likes to put her fingers in his mouth, which he's fine with. He says they've got a great sex life. It's a lot of fun. His problem is he knows that she doesn't wash her hands after she comes out of the bathroom, and then she puts her potty fingers in his mouth. He was looking for some psychology on how to get over that. I think the best one we came up with is let's just assume she has one hand for potty fingers and another hand for sex fingers. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Sarah went with sex is dirty. Get over it. Lean into it. Uh-huh. 
That couldn't have been good for you, Chris Boyer. No. You like sex to be clean. Yes. And pure. Uh, yes. And yet your fantasy girl over here says sex is dirty. And that's that flies right in the face of your whole intimate code of honor. Yes. Everyone's got to shower first and be oh, yeah. scraped down clean. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just you're you're a disgusting, filthy beast. Oh, you're Sarah. so vanilla and I'm boring. Sorry. Uh, that's it would just never work. <laughs> oh, I'm not into hepatitis. I'm but you took his that. toy. You took his potty fingers. I did because you said it would never work. He's so vanilla and disgusting, and yet you chose his potty fingers uh, in your mouth yesterday. Yeah, I would still rather have those fingers in my mouth than step oh. on a tarantula. I think it's a one-way love affair. I think she's more into you than you are into her. <laughs> All she has to do is shower and get a divorce. Well, listen to this I got from the Hall of Famer. I don't know. I'm just, is Josh a Hall of Famer? Josh Board? Yeah, in the he Hall is. Of Famer? He's in the Hall of Fame. He says, uh, I dated a woman that was a cop. She always wanted to cuff me during sex. I never <laughs> let her because I couldn't imagine anything good coming from that. Any thought on that, boy? If you're dating a cop, a hot cop, would you let her cuff you? No. What? <laughs> You're upsetting Sarah again. Oh, my You remember God. Sarah the filthy pig? Yeah. All right, you can cuff me, but not not the cop. Why not the cop? Uh, because um, she probably has enough contacts to uh, dispose of a body. The first few times we were together, I noticed her hands went from gripping my buttocks to a finger slipping somewhere else that I did not want it to oh, go. No. That was all in capital letters. <laughs> That's a danger zone. How do you feel about that? Her fingers started moving around real quick into a place that he did not want it to go. It doesn't belong there. All right. Sarah? No, it's too dirty for me, even me. <laughs> <laughs> I grabbed her arm. I brought it back around to the front of me. All right. That was it. That's acceptable. The next time we were together again, she did it again. I did the same move, but quicker this time. I felt like it was some bizarre wrestling match. I was frustrated, though, not enough to stop. I still had a solid 30 seconds of pleasure coming my way. <laughs> so we finished up. I'm cuddling. And before she could ask one of those stupid questions, like, what are we doing here? I said, Tracy, I got to ask you something. Why in the world do you keep going for my ass? After the other night when I grabbed your arm when you did that, I, I figured you would have that it would have been enough for you to realize you shouldn't do it again. Do I have to have a safe word with you or something? She took it well. We laughed. And she said, I was married for 15 years. And before that, I only had a couple boyfriends. And every single one of them loved when I did that. So I just assumed all guys did. Well, in her world, that's true. Uh, yeah. that's, a, that's a fair assumption. That. For me, Dave, it was a very appropriate time for me to use when you assume it means you make an ass. <laughs> Out of you and me. So I love your show day, but I hate butt play. <laughs> and that is the Hall of Famer, uh, Josh, checking in. And then I've got a couple more of the family secrets that showed up. Uh, this one says, uh, when I was in college, my parents got divorced, and my dad gave me all the information on what to do if he dies. Ooh, this could be good. Why are you rubbing your hands together? Because what am I going to get? What am, where gonna, is it going to be? Why are you clapping? <laughs> He told me where everything is. He told me he had uh, that I had to go to his bank and sign a document that would give me access to his account. When we were leaving the bank, he said, your mother 
is not who she... Wait, your mother is not who you think she is. Everything you need is in my deposit box. You have to wait till he dies? I couldn't live with that. No. I could not live with that kind of a cliffhanger. That's a dick move, Dad. It is. Your mother is not who you think she is. So... I could. I had no idea what he was talking about. He didn't elaborate. I did ask my mom about it. She just laughed. Oh, that makes it even, even worse. Well, you got to pray for a quick death. <laughs> you can find out what's going on. Listen to this one. My dad told us he had been honorably discharged from the military during World War II. I never understood why he insisted on us knowing this until last year, long after his death. Our family is Jewish, and as it turns out, when my father was serving in the war, he and his soldier friends came across a concentration camp. My father took one of the German soldiers, made him get on his knees, and beg for his life. His fellow soldiers didn't think he would do anything, but my dad greased him right then and there. Execution style. The military had to cover this up. My father was demoted. Of course, they created a different story, but he was definitely demoted and given an administrative discharge, not an honorable one. So hard to believe. I couldn't believe that my father had done this. Mm, That's something else. And then this last one, dear Dave, I found out when I was an adult, I was an adult man. I found out that my mom was on the cover of Playboy. What? I would be so proud of my mom yeah. <laughs> if she was on the cover of Playboy wow. magazine. How would you be with that, boy? I mean, uh, would you be offended and, and grossed out and all that stuff if your mom was on the cover of Playboy? Uh, no. You're all right with it. Wouldn't freak you out. No, but it wouldn't freak me out. But if she was in uh, Wii or Penthouse or Perfect Ten or Barely Legal or Beaver Hunt. What about Great Big Boosh? <laughs> Well, well, is Playboy is, is sophisticated enough for you? Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. You lift up your pinkies when you're turning the page on oh, yeah. Playboy, but uh, we uh-huh. is too much for you. Yeah, we're not going there. My mom was only on the cover of Joliet State Prison Monthly. Good for her. Which mom? <laughs> you got them all. This is KGB. What's the album, Chris Borb? Glass houses. He's got Billy Joel Park. 50 years of rocking you here. As is Def Leppard. And we will prove that to you. Petco Park, August 28th. Def Leppard with their best friends Motley Crue, Poison, Joan Jett, and the Blackhearts are going to do an all-day jam. Petco Park for the stadium tour. And I've got more tickets. For you right now, 888-570-1015 is a direct connect to us here at the DSC Show. All you got to do is choose your champion for the family feud. Is it going to be Chris Boyer? What kind of uh, shape are you in today, Chris Boyer? David, I am uh, rested and ready to go. Let's tear it up on the feud. What about you, Chainsaw? Can you follow that act? Oh, my! I'm going to lead that act. I'm going to surpass that act. Are you kidding? Come on. And you have Sarah as well. These are your three contestants for the family feud here today. Which one will outplay the others? Make your choice. The family feud. 
is next on the Friday DSC Show. The home of the DSC. 101.5 KGB. Greg, welcome to the Family Feud. What's going on, brother? Just listening to you guys and having fun. I like hearing that. Who did you choose for the Family Feud today? Sarah. That's a good choice. She's a tough competitor. Yes, she is. Feel good about it? Yes, I do. You know what you win if she wins for you, right? Yes, tickets to the uh, stadium. Whatever I forget the name stadium, it. whatever it is, that's what they called it. It's <laughs> yeah. exactly what it's called. It's been three years. We forgot yeah. what it is. Yeah, they call It'll it Stadium Tour. Long. Yeah, yes, Motley sir. Crew, Def Leppard, Joan Jet, and Poison. Looking forward. It's Come on, sir, do it's a lot of rock and roll in one day, Greg. You sure you're up to it? Oh yes. All right, you sit down. Take it easy. You sound exhausted to me. <laughs> All right. All right, sir, you got a bigger responsibility. I'm ready. Chainsaw, you are playing for Luis. Luis! And Boyer is playing for Gil. Hello, oh. oh, Gil! It's Luis. Is that how you spell Luis and not Luis? <laughs> Boyer, how do you spell Luis? Uh, L E W I S. And how do you spell Luis? <laughs> uh, L U I S. That's Luis. Oh, it's Luis. Sorry. <laughs> Hey, Luis. <laughs> hey, hey, Luis. Hey. Como esta? <laughs> hey. Muy bien. It's, it is not the Luis. Sabe burro más que tú? Once, doce, trece, catorce. Hola, que tal, Luis? <laughs> I am here. All right. <laughs> Who's playing for you today, Luis? Uh, we are doing Chainsaw. Baby. All right. You feel good about his uh, abilities to answer these questions? Oh, hell yeah. All right. Do you like good old American rock and roll, like, you know, Motley Crue and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Mm. There's no castanets in there or anything like that. This You're not going to be true. singing, ay, yay, yay, yay. You sure you're down for that, Luis? Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> It's very, very... And it's Lewis, L-O-U-I-S. Oh, whatever you say. Learn how to spell it, buddy. <laughs> Not according to my producer, Sarah. Here we go. I'm going to ask you the questions. If you give me the number one answer on the board, you're going to get double the points. If you give me the bottom answer on the board, you get 100 points. If you give me an answer that's not on the board, you lose 100 points. Otherwise, you get the point value assigned to the question. And here we go. Name something a game show host hopes a contestant doesn't do. <sighs> Sounds like cookie. A uh, curse. Curse is on the board. Boyer. Boyer. Die. Die. Is not what? on the board. Sarah. Sarah. Touch him. Touch him. Is not on the board. <laughs> Louis, Louis, Louis. <laughs> Did you hear that, Luis? You're off to a running start. Chainsaw just got you 18 points. How do you say 18 in Spanish? I won't say dos. No I idea. Say. Uh, <laughs> D-A-C ocho. D-A-C ocho. Look at you, Look David. At me. David. Look at me. Well, Luis and I speak Spanish. <laughs> 
18 for Chainsaw, minus 100 for the others. Number two. Name something grandma might hide when the grandkids come over. Sarah! I think that's Sarah. Booze. Booze! It's tied for the number one answer. Boyer. Boyer, you can tie the number one answer. Sex toys. Is on the board. Chainsaw's not going to play. Mm. All right. Booze is the number one answer. And she answered first. She gets 36 points. The answers were candy, booze, her money, medicine, weed, sex toys, or the TV remote. All right. Question three. If a man is secretly dating many women, tell me a name he might call them all. Boyer. Honey. Honey. Is on the board. Cookie. Cookie. Babe. Babe is the number one answer. <sighs> oh, Sarah. Sarah. Um, love. Love. Would we call My lover love. the same as love? No. Uh, love. Chainsaw's no. shaking me off. No. It's just, no. Uh, no. Minus 100 points. Chainsaw <laughs> picks up 35. Nice. Other answers were honey, harem, lover, ho, Hey, ho. Oh, my God. My girl or girlfriend. All right, question four. Here we go. And tell me something Santa might be hiding under his hat. Boyer. Sarah. Uh, a present. A present is on the board. Sarah. Sarah. Bald spot. Bald spot's on the board. <laughs> Cookie. Uh-oh. <laughs> I know. I... This is for fun. His weed, his drugs. Come on. Get up in there. His drugs yeah. <laughs> is not Damn on the board. It, you know. And you think Santa is a, a stoner, really? Or amphetamines to get through the night. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> Santa's shooting up, make it through the night. Kids, that's how it works. Here are the answers. <laughs> His white hair was number one. His bald head was number two. Presents was number three. Cookies and elf booze <laughs> or his smokes. Oh, damn it. Uh, Sarah, what was your answer? Bald spot. His bald spot's the uh, closest answer we've got. That's 21 points for Sarah. Score. It is Sarah minus 143 now. Good. Good, yeah. Boyer's uh, standing at negative uh, 100, and Cookie's in the lead at minus 47, Luis. You got a lot of negative points over there. All negative. Yeah, more than we should have. You think it's more? You think more your score's we, wrong? No, than we should like, I should say. I see. Obviously. Here's question five. Last question of the first round. Instead of toys, what would Santa be shocked to discover his elves were making? Cookie. Cookie. Uh, booze. Booze? Yeah. It's on the board. Boyer. Sarah. Boyer. Uh, uh, love dolls. <laughs> Those are toys. Love dolls is not on the board. Sarah. It's going to be minus 100 points for Chris Boyer. Yes, Sarah. Santa's drugs. Santa's drugs. This was the time to say drugs, Chainsaw. You That's your number one answer. 16 points for Sarah. He would also be shocked to find out that his elves were making food, guns, vibrators, booze, Sex or cars? Hmm. All right, here we go in a round two. 
We're going to double the point value, everybody. All right? Double the points. Start scoring. Here we go. Give me a word that starts with a letter B that describes Kim Kardashian's ass. Sarah! Sarah. Booty. Booty. On the board. Cookie. Cookie. Big. Big is the number one answer, and that's 104 points for Chainsaw. And Boyer's not going to play. The answers are big, booty, beautiful, butt, bad, bubble, and boring. Question seven. We asked women, give us a word to describe a pillow that also describes your husband. Sarah! Sarah! Cuddly! Cuddly! Yeah, it's on the board. Boyer! Boyer! Soft! Soft is the number one answer. That's 62 points for Chris Boyer. Chainsaw's out. The answers are soft, comfy, cuddly, fluffy, puffy, fat, and plump. Score. It is Boyer negative 138 now, climbing. Uh, Sarah minus 127, climbing. Cookie plus 57 in the lead. Oh, boy. (laughs) Question eight. If a man wants a woman to be all over him, he should cover himself with what? Boyer. Boyer. Jewelry. Jewelry is the bottom answer. That's 200 points for Chris Boyer. Chainsaw. A cologne. Cologne is on the board. Sarah. Yeah. Chocolate. Chocolate is on the board. Chris Boyer is the only one to get good points on this one. Number one answer was money. Followed by chocolate, then cologne, then honey, then whipped cream, wine, or diamonds. Chris Boyer. Has Chris Boyer taken the lead? He has. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 62 to 57 on the plus. Hey, Luis. (laughs) Hola, Luis. Yeah. Hola, que tal? Uh, Chris Boyer has moved into the lead. That's all right. Do you want to trade? Do you want to trade? No. You don't want to trade? I, I have complete confidence in Chainsaw. I think that's boy, I think Luis. that's a little El Stupido. <laughs> Luis. Comprende? Mo. You savvy? That's not a word. What? <laughs> what did he say? Mo. That's not a word. Not I don't a think word. That's, that's not a Spanish He word. doesn't speak Spanish or English or I any don't buy it. known language. <laughs> Man. Here's question nine. A dog is going to lift one leg to tinkle. What does a man lift one leg to do? Sarah. Sarah. Toot. Toot is the number one answer. So gross. That's, huh? You guys are so gross. That's a hundred points for you. (laughs) Boyer. Chris Boyer. Tie a shoelace. Tie a shoelace is going to put you right back in the hole or a trench or whatever you want with minus 200 points. Okay. What an unusual and unique response from you. (laughs) (laughs) And chase those out. Uh, Toot was the number one answer. Followed by walk, scratch, put on your pants, hop, kick a ball, get on a bike. I'm sorry, Chris Bourne. Five. (laughs) And what was Sarah's... uh, Again, another tremendously unique response from you. (laughs) How is that not possible? Followed by five. Sarah got 100 points. Score. It is. Boyer, minus 138. Oh. Sarah, minus 27. You're still Ew. negative? God. What did you start out with? Negative a billion? <laughs> God. And Cookie is on the plus again, Luis. 
with 57 on top. Hey, Luis. Yeah. <laughs> All right, hold on. <laughs> question 10. This is the final question. And all the point values are times 10. Everyone's got a shot. Here we go. Men. We asked men, name something you love to watch a woman do while she's fully clothed. Boyer. Chris Boyer. Cook. Cook is on the board. Sarah. Sarah. Jog. Jog is on the board. Chainsaw is going to buzz in in three, two, one. He's out. That means Chris Boyer gets 180 points. I don't know if that's going to change the balance. We'll give Chainsaw a moment to calculate and find out who is our winner today. Is it going to be Greg? Who chose Sarah? No is the answer to that. I'm sorry. Is it going to be Gil who chose Chris Boyer? It might be. Is it going to be Luis who said... El Chainsaw. <laughs> Here is the final score. Well, Sarah's out with negative 27. Boyer, Boyer had 138, a negative 138, but added 180. Yeah. That gives him plus 42. That's his total. Yes. Plus 42. Yes. So your winner today is Cookie with plus 57. Luis! That was a tight game. We did it, we did it, we did it! Winner, winner, winner. <laughs> How about that, Luis? I caramba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's time for a fiesta. Arriba. Andale, andale. Let's do it all. Woo, woo, woo. You're off to the stadium tour with Motley, Def Leppard, Joan Jett, and Poison because I love your show, Luis. And I love yours. Uh, Yo, Tango, Mucho, Amore. Shut up. The home of the DSC 101.5. Coming to you from 101.5 KGB San Diego, it's the DSC Radio Show. Dave Rickards, Sarah Beebe, and the Chainsaw is here now to look at what's going on. What are we anticipating this weekend in sports? Now, like Jimmy Gawalk, welcome back again. Thank you, David, and hello again, everybody. Let's talk for a couple of minutes about a couple of things that are happening in the sports world. Indeed, the Padres take a two-game win streak into the nation's capital today, where they will visit Juan Soto's former team this weekend, the Washington Nationals. Having never won the World Series, the Padres have never been invited to the White House as a team, although Soto once visited the Oval Office when President Biden asked Juan if the country could borrow some money. But Juan had to tell him, sorry, Mr. President, I turned down that $440 million offer. But hit me back in a year or two, I'll probably get much more. That's a bunch of malarkey. The Padres currently stand 16 games behind the division-leading Dodgers, but hold the third of three National League wildcard spots by one game over the Brewers. Uh, Padres Nationals first pitch 4.05 our time today. 
We had a pair of NFL preseason games uh, last night. And, uh, well, I don't know. The Giants beat the uh, Patriots on a last-second field goal, 23-21, while Baltimore took care of the Titans, 23-10. No one cares! Mm, It's true. Here's a uh, celebration for today. Today is a National Middle Child Day. I made that announcement because I know most parents probably forgot. So parents, maybe take a a moment away from your beloved first child and the adorable treasured baby child and throw a bone to Malcolm in the middle. He's the one out back staring at the sun. Mom! Mom! Mommy! 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 Mama! 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 Ma! 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 Mom! 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 Mommy! Mommy! Mama! 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 What? Hi. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, in the national valley, My father had a gambling problem. He lost her house when I was 11, but he didn't come home and say I lost the house. He came home and said, Mike, how would you like to go camping forever? (laughs) There's no help for gamblers. There's one sign as you drive into Las Vegas that says, gambling problem? Please call this number. That's ineffective. It should at least say, gambling problem? I bet you won't call this number. (laughs) Thank you. Because these people have a gambling problem. Thank you. I was the victim of bad birth order growing up. Bad, I was the second-born male child. My parents had my brother. They're like, I guess we're having kids. We have a boy. Let's try for a girl. Then they had me. They were like, let's try again. Then they had my sister. They're like, we got it. Our boy and our girl. But now we have this extra kid that we can really roll the dice with, you know? Because my father had a gambling problem. I don't know if I mentioned that. I'm pretty sure I... My father. Football Association. Lebby James is going to have his own preseason camp with the Lakers down here in San Diego. And my sources are telling me it'll be at my local rec center. Uh, Lebby should know, though, there's only one court. And we have a sign-up sheet at noon. He can have winners. But if we have 20 on the list already, he's going to be standing around a long time. And the gym has kitty class at 1 o'clock. And so Lebby and the Lakers might be shut out altogether. So. <laughs> Is there a history of insanity uh, in your family? Yeah, exactly. The NBA regular season tips off in October. In other sports, David. Okay, so here's the headline from the sports news page. Here's the punishment Deshaun Watson is willing to accept. <laughs> Is that what we're doing now? We bring in the guy, yeah. uh, Mr. Goebbels. It says here, you know, the deck was stacked against you, Mr. Goebbels. Six million people dead. What would you be willing to accept as punishment? Is that what we're doing now? Asking the guilty what they would be willing to do? And I'm all for mental health. I like it. But according to Deshaun, he was willing to meet with as many therapists as it takes. And over the last 17 months, according to the New York Times, he's met with 66. Ooh. 66 different, not 66 meetings, 66 different therapists. I think it's time to throw in the towel on that yeah, guy. Wow. Can't fix this one. He's looking for the answer he wants to hear. 66 different therapists in not even a year and a half.
Well, that's what he's willing to accept as his punishment. Maybe. He's got a serial therapist problem, whether they be psychological or masseuse. This is your 105 KGBFM Sportsnet. Oh, my. You're on San Diego's home of the DSC 101.5 KGB. Some of the uh, big headlines we're working on for your half-baked crackpot news this Friday morning. Do you know it's already been six years since that Hillary Clinton email scandal happened? And she... hmm? That's astonishing to me. What he is it? astonished. Yes. Yeah. And uh, she pled the fifth. They asked her questions about this and she pled the fifth amendment. And what do you, do you have uh, maybe an unfair, but realistic judgment in your head when someone <laughs> pleads the fifth in your head? I know I do. I did it. And it's like, oh, you're, did you, you did it. You're yeah. guilty. You know, yeah. of course. And uh, what do you think Trump did back in 2016 when Hillary's email uh, became a scandal? What do you think Trump said when Hillary pled the fifth? He was all over her. Guilty. Right. He's like, you know, he's, I think he says something like, only the mob pleads the fifth. Right. You know. So, fast forward to this week. Guess who pleaded the fifth? No. Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and guess who's making fun of him for it? Hillary Clinton. Oh, for These two grown-up, mature adults <laughs> are continuing with it today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Boy, are your thought on that. Uh, Obviously, if you like the guy, you think he's... uh, All right, very good. Uh, (laughs) You guys remember... Now, I'll take you way back. Do you remember Salman Rushdie, who was the author? He came out with that book called Satanic Verses, and it pissed off the Ayatollah so much. The Ayatollah put a a contract out on it. Right. And I never read the book. I don't know what it was about, but it was offensive to the Ayatollah. I don't know what it was. And uh, Salman Rushdie never was killed. Although they tried to today. Oh, really? Someone stabbed oh. uh, Salman Rushdie in New York today. And I don't know what his condition is, but he was attacked. That guy's been walking around with a hit on his head for decades. Mm-hmm. Uh, more back on Trump. Do you know that they were looking for nuclear missiles down there? Really? At Mar-a-Lago? Smoke. That's what they thought he was hiding. Nukes. Actual nukes. Wow. And probably just paperwork on it, wow. but it sounds more colorful to say actual missiles. Actual nukes. And you know what? If he's guilty, I would rather he had actual missiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't want to hear about memos. I want to hear that he actually took an armload of missiles down to his house in Florida. That's what I like to think. Uh, what other big stories are you working on today here, sir? Finally, some good news from the CDC about COVID. They have totally changed their guidelines on what to do when you've been exposed. Is that right? Complete 180. When you have COVID, you've got to dig a hole. I'm sorry, a trench. I'm sorry, a vagina. (laughs) Uh I don't know. you got to dig something. And you got to go into hiding. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. They've changed their opinion, have they? Six feet away from... All right. We'll hear, all times. we'll hear all about their new rules. Mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris Boyer will be excited to hear about more sensible, logical thinking from the CDC. Can't wait, David. Cops did find something in Anne Heche's blood. It was not alcohol, but it was illegal. Well, do you know they're 
They're pulling the plug on Anne Hayes today. Okay, that's what I was... She's brain she's dead. She's not expected to survive this at all. They're, yeah, they're making plans for her organs and all that stuff. Yeah, no, oh. she has not survived it. She's actually brain dead now. She is. Yeah. So tragic. Pulling the plug on her. Mm-hmm. Yep. <sighs> Crazy son. What else? Another truckload spill. Wait a minute. What was it yesterday, Boyer? <laughs> bowels. Yes. Rotten bowels. T- Spoiled tangy cow Spoiled tangy bowels. Oh, there were so many band names yesterday. (laughs) A spoiled, spilt bowel. Mm. Spilt bowel. Started out as a junior mint. It's now blossomed to an Eskimo pie. Leaving the game with spilt bowel. Go ahead. (laughs) Well, it's It's not a good load either. This one. No, very, very bad. Can't someone just tip over a truck full of whipped cream? What the hell? You know, a truck full of Bud Light popped over the other day. Much better. That's acceptable. <laughs> How about a truckload of whipped cream and a truckload of strippers crash into each other and we have a big slip and slide? All right. Uh, there are safe words out there, ladies, that words and phrases that you can use at a bar if you are feeling unsafe or uncomfortable. Apparently, if you drop these words, yeah, bartenders are supposed to know. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like this. So we'll tell you about that. Yeah. And uh, hey, pervs, if you see manatees having sex, leave them alone. Don't touch the manatees, the baiting manatees. Are the manatees the ones that look like uh, unicorns? No, those are narwhals. Narwhals. And those are real? Yes, they are. I can't, I've, that's and? weird. I've never saw one of those in the zoo or at SeaWorld. You're I, right. But they're real. They're not in captured. They got the unicorn horn and everything? And yeah, and did you hear about the ones <clears throat> that are even more rare that have two? There are narwhals out there that have two horns. Hmm. Two unicorn horns. All right. That's we'll get all that. Unicorn. What is it? What's a duocorn? That's right. That's right. And we'll have uh, those stories and much more coming up for you, along with a news quiz, your tickets to see Robert Plant and Allison Krauss at the Shell. That's not a gas station. That's an actual <laughs> concert place that we have. That would be bad, wouldn't it? You know? It's like, who's the concert promoter here? Is it Rudy Giuliani? We, When we said the Shell, we meant the concert place, not a gas station, Rudy. Come on. I work in the squeegee, 25 cents a window. Dear Dave, I really don't think I'm a jerk here, but hear me out. I think my son should pay rent to live with me. Anybody agree, disagree with that? Uh, I'd be open to the possibility. Sure, why not? Share the load. At a certain age, yes. Oh, everyone's got conditions. Yeah. Listen to Brian's letter. My eight-year-old stepson gets an allowance. Hmm? Okay. My eight-year-old stepson gets an allowance every week. This is for helping with the dishes, walking the dogs, cleaning the dog yard, taking out the trash, cleaning up his room, keeping tidy, da 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 What's a good allowance these days, Chris Boyer? You got a son at home. He's eight years old. How much allowance? Are you going to give him allowance? What's your no. feeling on allowance? Uh, he has a base level of chores, which are required without compensation. And then if you exceed... God, I feel like I'm negotiating my contract all over again here. Did you hear that just now? I did. You have a base level of chores... <laughs> That will be expected without compensation. Oh, okay. Sorry, Tom. <laughs> Go ahead. And then if he exceeds that uh, threshold, that base level, then additional compensation may be negotiated. At what did he say? Agreeable. Is the kid getting he allowance no. or not? He said he no. Said no, no allowance for the kid. No allowance for the kid, huh? Yeah. Well, it depends on what he does. If he does the, the minimum, no. If he goes above what is uh, required, then yeah, we'll, we'll negotiate something extra. Well, you take a long time to say yes or no, don't you? It's not a yes or no answer, sir. His allowance is $25 a week. Wow. that's 
$100 a month. That's pretty yeah. good. I want to charge the boy 20 bucks a month for living expenses. <laughs> okay. Oh, come on. Just a minute. Well, Brian. All evidence has not yet been presented. State your case, Brian. That leaves him with $80. Yep. His mother thinks there's something wrong with that. He's young. The money should be his. My intention is to teach him about money management, as that's something very important to me. His father is out of the picture, so I have a lot of responsibility raising a responsible young man, getting him ready for the adult world. I have not thought about the consequences of if he can't pay the rent. I don't I don't think there would be any. In other words, he hasn't completely closed the door on evicting the child. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but probably uh, not. Probably. But I'm wondering if anyone sees my side and how this could help shape a successful young man. So there's Brian. This child is getting $100 a month in income, and Brian wants to reserve $20 for living expenses, a.k.a. rent. Thoughts? That's like not that. enough. Chainsaw I, likes it. I like that. I like that formula. It's a good uh, format for uh, future learning. It teaches the person economics and that, you know, there are deductions from your paycheck, for example, or your life. Chris Boyer, you were saying something? Fantastic. That's not enough. It should be at least $40 out of the 100 Most people spend about that on their housing expense. It should be realistic and proportional. All right. So Chainsaw is on your side, Brian. Uh, Chris Boyer says double yep. the expenses you're charging your son. Something tells me old softy BB over here is going to disagree. Softy, I hate you guys. Oh, I cannot believe you have that mindset. I am not... For anyone who wants to take the innocence of childhood away from kids. There we go. It's the one time you don't have to pay bills. You're a freaking kid. He's eight years old. He, it, just because all of you, none of there you were charched rent. And you all grew up understanding how to work money. Do it. There are really. other ways. You did. Uh, and there not is, really. And they're, oh, no. well, charging you rent as an eight-year-old would have changed that. I, I don't think so. How dare he? He can teach hmm. him all. All this responsibility without actually charging him rent. That is the stupidest, greediest thing I've ever heard in my life. I hate that mindset. Let the kid be a kid. He's eight. He's not 16, almost 18. He's eight. And think of the advanced uh, knowledge and understanding he will have at age eight. I like that. There are other ways. There are plenty of what other ways. ways. He has plenty of time. He'll learn this stuff. You learn economics and Where? all no, that stuff don't. in school. I no, did. I grew in high school. I did. You have a whole uh, class on it. No. Yes. Take that sixty. He's eight years old. Take that sixty dollars to school, loan it out to the degenerate gambler classmates of his, and have a little operation where he's bringing in a little extra money. No, my kids, I don't charge them rent, and they have their money, and they know how to save it, and they go to stores and they uh, buy their toys with it, so I don't have to, and they manage it so that they know they only have this amount of money to spend, and they can't spend all of that or run out of it. And they're very already very smart with their money, even six year old Summer. And that is without me charging them rent. They have their money and they know how to spend it. And they know, oh, I want this, but I can't afford it. So I can't get it. They understand that. Some kids do have a built-in um, sense of e uh, economics. Like most people who have two kids. I've got two kids. And they are opposite night and day from each other. My older one is like, what's that money? That is meant for spending. <laughs> As quickly and fastly and irresponsibly as possible. My younger one, Ebenezer Scrooge. She pinches pennies so hard. 
I gave her money one time when we were in New York. We went to New York for Christmas, and I said, you're not going to be getting any Christmas presents from me. Instead, I'm giving you money, and you, then you go out and you buy whatever you want. You buy whatever you want with this money. I'm going to give you those are your Christmas presents. And Allie was dying when she had that money in her pocket. She didn't want to spend it. She found a watch that she wanted, but it was not. We took two hours. We had to strap her down to a chair and tase her <laughs> to get the money out of her hand. She couldn't spend it. So some kids have it and some kids don't. Right. But at the same time, fine. If they want to go blow their money on lollipops and M&Ms and Skittles or whatever, then fine. Go spend $20 on all that crap. You're never going to get it back. What a stupid way to spend it. But you're a kid. So that's the one time you can. Don't forget the innocence of childhood, Shane. Don't so. take it away from them. Would you rather uh, pay them 20 bucks a week so they get 80 instead of the 100 minus the 20? What do you do? What do you just, what? What happened? He's... Instead of giving them 25 bucks a week or 100 a month and subtracting 20. No. Who are. Would you rather just give them 20 bucks a week so it totals 80, same thing? So you're taxing them. You're pre taxing no, them and no. taking. Yeah, that's what it is. If in your mind, they you're don't taking know. it away. They don't know. They don't know, but you do, and that's what you're doing in your mind. That is wrong. On an eight-year-old. You have to let them know of the taxation so that they can understand. They've got to have pain. Exactly. They've got to endure the pain, the sacrifice, the suffering. Yep. To understand the economics. I think it's fantastic. Welcome to Joeflation. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know. They're they're just, everyone, I hate when everyone sucks the magic out of childhood wherever they can. And that is mm-hmm. right there. Mm-hmm. You're, he's working for that money. Look at that list of chores. He earned all of it. He's eight years old. That's a crazy list of chores for an eight-year-old, I feel like. Time to teach this kid. He's just going to be working, yeah. working for a living. And it's going to be all deductions all the way on down the line till they put him in his box and dump him in a vagina. I'm sorry, <laughs> a ditch. But is it a hole? What is it? Trench. I don't know. It's a trench. It's a trench. Yeah. I don't know. I never even got allowance. I can't even yeah. relate to this. All our money went spent the lawyers trying to get my mom off the hook. Never got any allowance from her. She just reached through the bars, give me a couple of smokes she had left over. Some wine she made in the toilet. Joliet State Prison. <laughs> I never saw 80 bucks a month. Can't relate. It's KGB. All right, time for your chance to win 1000 bucks and a trip to our iHeartRadio Music Festival in Las Vegas, starring, among others, the legend Lionel Richie. And all you do to win a trip plus the thousand bucks is text the nationwide keyword music. You know that M U S I C music to 200 200. It's real easy. Just text that one word music to 200 200. You'll get a confirmation text and info. Standard message and data rates may apply. This nationwide contest. Here we go. It's music to 200 200. It's on right now. Next chance to text and win. Happens at 1, and then again at 5 today on 101.5 KGB. And, of course, more details at 101kgb.com. All right, Sarah is here with our Friday morning half-baked crackpot news. What is kicking things off today? The CDC has completely loosened its guidelines on what to do uh, regarding COVID exposure. Basically, they think the weaker variants will start to come and go more like the flu. They say the situation isn't nearly as dire now that more, uh, most people are vaccinated and some have immunity from past infections, and we've also gotten better at treating it. So here are three big shifts and what they now recommend. So if you come down with COVID today, mm-hmm. this is what CDC's. They used to tell us, go into hiding, wear a mask, 
Stay home. Stay away from people. This is more regarding on like exposure. You know how like the first one, if you've been exposed to COVID, you do not have to quarantine at all unless you start to develop symptoms. Who was really doing that in the first place? Come (laughs) on. I'll wait until see if I get some symptoms. Then I'll worry about it. Okay. Thanks for that, CDC. What else? Kids, this is just in time for back to school. Kids do not have to isolate just because they've been exposed and routine testing at schools isn't necessary anymore unless there's an outbreak. And then social distancing isn't necessary. No more keeping six feet away. Unless you liked that new rule, because I know some people want to keep that one, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's more of just a personal preference. Yeah. Now. All right. It's a little bit lighter. They're loosening up mm-hmm. every day. All right. You approve of that, Chris Port? These were ridiculous in the first place. Six feet was a made-up number. And um, Did he say yes or no? I'm going to say yes. You approve of that is what I asked you. Yes. There he goes. All right. Well done. I had to say it first. I know. You translate for me. (laughs) Thank you. What else do we have? The classified documents Donald Trump allegedly took from the White House to Mar-a-Lago include information on nuclear weapons, according to a new report on the FBI raid. The Washington Post reports that FBI agents tore through Trump's home looking for classified info on nukes. They find any missiles? That's what I was hoping they find. Actual missiles. They haven't leaked that info just yet. It's sealed. The, uh, the feds are concerned the documents might be in danger of being seen by the wrong eyes. As of now, it's unclear if the documents did actually contain info on the nuclear uh, capabilities or if these alleged docs were even recovered from Trump's Florida home. But uh, meanwhile, Trump is encouraging the immediate release of the sealed search warrant to make it public. How do they get them out in the first place? How do they get all these documents? You, see, you saw all those boxes that... Who was it? The FBI that did the raid? Was it the FBI? Mm-hmm. Whatever. Whoever yeah. it was. They're coming out with big boxes. How do they not see them walking out with those? Do you ever try and put one of those boxes under your suit coat? You can tell they've got a box full of documents under there. <laughs> How do they get them out? Well, they just put like, you know, fragile or whatever, like it's a moving box. <laughs> I think when you're president of the United States, you got to be like a Vegas dealer. You got to get to the front door and you got to clap your hands, flip them around, let everyone see. I got nothing on me. <laughs> And you walk out of here mm-hmm. and you flip everyone the bird. Now it's your problem. See you later, suckers. Confidence. Everyone will buy it. Get out. Convicted killer Scott Peterson is back in court. His lawyer made a last-ditch effort to get him a new trial over the twenty or the 2002 murder of his wife, Lacey, and unborn son, Connor. Peterson was found guilty in 2004 of murder and got the death penalty, but then was resentenced to life without parole. Um, after the California Supreme Court dropped his death sentence, citing juror misconduct. It's now up to a judge in San Mateo Superior Court to determine if Peterson will get a new trial. They have 90 days to release it. If he is granted a new trial, prosecutors say they would not seek another death penalty sentence. Instead, they would just go with the uh, prison, life in prison without parole. But he's hoping that he'll get off. Mm -hmm. I mean, is he delusional? (laughs) What was that? Is Are you delusional at that point <laughs> to keep having hope? He's got nothing else to do. I guess. What do you got to lose? One juror is monkeying around, so they say. Mm-hmm. And they think that's going to turn the whole tide. Yeah, she that juror was in a domestic dispute case herself. Yeah. So they think that's not fair and that she was already. Had a tainted opinion? Yeah, exactly. I see. All right. So they wanted out. 
How about a little bit of good news? For the second recent year, charitable giving in the U.S. is at a record high. Led by Chris Boyer. Thank you. You're welcome. The 400. Which one, which one did you mean? Thank you, Both and you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. You Thank mean? you for mentioning it, and you're welcome. All right. He donated to my charitable cause. Oh, you're just a kidding. I can't ago. believe that. That is stunning to me. I know. Uh-huh. I love it. That's good. How about that? The $485 billion in donations in 2021 is 4% higher than the record setting $466 billion back in 2020. And the fact that Americans gave nearly half a trillion dollars in the past two years. Um, per year in the last two years is impressive because everyone's hurting from the pandemic and they just were not counting on that much generosity right now. So keep let it Chris, up. Let Chris Boyer be the example by which we all live. <laughs> For everything. It is so f- fantastic. And I appreciate, David, you're pointing it out. What else do we have? We were just talking about how it couldn't get much worse than rotting tangy cowbells spilled all over a highway in Houston. And now this. A flatbed truck spilled at least seven porta potties this week on a Wisconsin oh. highway. It was an avalanche of toilets. <laughs> Video shows truck driving um, as the porta potties start sliding off one by one, ending up on the highway. One driver of a car behind the truck said, I see a porta potty flying back at me, and I try hmm. my best to swerve out of the way, but it hits the driver's side of my car, caused me to pull over. I was so shook. I was beyond shook. I was like, is that a porta potty? Were these brand like, new, not used, straight from the factory, pristine, clean porta potties? Well, one had toilet paper flying out of it all mm. over. So, but but I don't think they were as dirty as they could have been. Okay. They we're not just off, fresh off a festival that you don't want to be mm. by. Mm-mm. And then, so the driver's like, where the hell did a porta potty come from? How is it possible? It makes no sense. And then another, uh, Another driver who hit another toilet said, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it just hit me. And I said, oh, my God, I think I just hit a porta john mm-hmm. <laughs> And his car might be totaled right. from the damage of it. Hey, we're on the air. Hi, good morning. How you doing? How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Good. When you were at Golden Gate Park being a druggy hippie <laughs> this weekend, did you use porta-potties? I did. What? I didn't raise you like that. There's no other options. You have to hold it. Hold it. What was it? What was it for? Diaper. (laughs) What did you say? Diaper. Oh, you know what? That's so funny. I was in a porta potty um, conveniently with my friend because, as girls do, you always go to the bathroom together, even if it's in a porta potty. Is that true? I mean, yeah. In my case, it was. Sarah Um, just gave me the she's crazy look. Well, that's Sarah. You what? That's Sarah. That's it. She it's is. True. That's a, That's her standard look. <laughs> um. Uh. No. I. Because you know what? I. I hate. I hate public restrooms. And I. When I went pee, I didn't even like lay the toilet paper down. I just stood up. You over the toilet. Mm-hmm. No, I didn't even hover. I like. I got on my feet above the toilet and oh. stood on the toilet. Yeah. So. You know. You could be in Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> Yeah, that could that could have been your try. You know, if you'd videoed that, you could have sent that to Las Vegas and be in Cirque du Soleil. You could be an O, the one with all the water sports in it. Yeah, it's it's, as easy as that. I think you like it that way. Is that is this going to be your new go to way of using the ladies' room at all the nightclubs and stuff? Um, yeah, sure. So you scramble up on top of it now. No more hovering. (laughs) Feet on the toilet itself. Now, those can get slippery, and then you got a foot in the toilet. Yeah, well, that didn't happen, thankfully, this time. Mm. But 
porta potty is so, different than a um, than like at a bar or a nightclub because the porta potty has that sort of desk that surrounds the toilet seat. You've got exactly. Some, I was some standing perch on area. the desk. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> you had a better. Uh, you, had, was... you had better position. Boyer knows all about porta potties. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. He's, he studies porta potty history when he goes home. <laughs> yeah. All right. Very good. And did it occur to you when you and your friend? Walked out of the porta potty, that everybody figured you two were just mollied up lesbians having a sexual encounter inside the oh, porta potty at Golden Gate Park. It's your daughter. Sure, you know that's what it know, looks like. That wasn't the case. So what does it matter? Why do I care what they think? I care what everyone thinks. You didn't <laughs> well, get that. Didn't. You didn't get that gene from me. Um, not in not in the porta potty case. Okay, all right. <laughs> so you're a porta potty user, huh? Yeah, you have to sometimes. That seems like a defeatist attitude to me. I like Boyer's diaper or hold it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what I did say when I was when I was in the bathroom with with Lauren. I said I I really did. Want Lauren, to, uh, you went to the wait. You went in the porta potty with Lauren. For those of you who don't know, Lauren's like nine feet tall. Oh, <laughs> she's six four. And Allie, oh, <laughs> and Allie comparatively, Allie looks like she's two feet tall when she's standing Correct. next to her friend Lauren. She's literally six four though, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Literally six four, and strangers will not let you forget that. Um, I have decided that at this point, since she's so tall, I'm just mean to strangers because you know everywhere you turn, it's some dopey idiot dude. Like, oh, how tall are you? I bet I'm taller than you. And it's just some five eight idiot. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> some so five annoying. foot. No offense to you, five foot eight idiots listening to our show right now. How you doing over there? You got a lot of got a lot of zing in your attitude. A little snap in your garters today. What's going on over there? Is it anxious to get done with work for the day already, or what? What's going on? No, I'm just making my hash browns. I'm excited for my oh, hash browns. That is uh, that is excitement. Any big projects you're working on? Are you working on uh, an Oscar winning or uh, some sort of yeah. trophy? What are you working on? Yeah, well, I can share the the show that I just worked on. I just released. It's called The Sandman. Oh. Um, that one just came out on Netflix, and Ron Tomatoes just certified it as one of the best shows of 2022. So you should all check it out. That's S A N D Sandman. The Sandman, based on the comic book series, correct? Okay, so uh, is it live or animated or what? It's live action, but we did the visual effects, so the like you know, like green screens and fires and that kind of stuff. You know, my friends. Uh, uh, poker night and whatnot they always ask me when there's a movie on they say hey is that really there because Allie yeah. works in special effects in movies in hollywood she does the special effects and whatnot and she has pulled back the curtain and showed me that almost any modern almost any modern movie you're watching these days and it doesn't have to be superman or avengers or anything no. it could be any movie at all where they're just looking for an interesting background it's not there yep. It's not there. It's just it's, two actors standing in a green room. Yeah. And they'll, you hate that? I hate knowing that. Yeah. The, the, the effect that they can produce is so much better than real life. They can produce a much better scene than set builders would have to build. That is a trip. Yeah. That and, you know, in your head you would think, oh, it's probably cheaper than flying a cast and crew out to, like, let's say, Belgium. Um, it's not, <laughs> actually. It's Visual effects is so expensive, it's insane, but some people like to try to convince themselves, especially those that are on set, oh, let's just fix it in post. It's cheap anyway. 
I don't think people realize how expensive it actually is. It's extraordinary. And you can create any background you want, regardless of the yeah. weather or people walking around behind and having to close areas for filming exactly. and stuff. So most of the stuff that you see is not yeah. there. They create it. And on top of that, too, which is kind of a bummer to me because I tend to like like lower budget movies is even the lowest of the low budget movies have some sort of visual effects in them. Yeah. Um, and even as somebody who is a, a visual effects producer, I don't like visual effects. I find it more impressive when people do it, you know, for real. The hard way, the real uh, way, legitimate, authentic. The, yeah. the real way, the yeah. old fashioned way, if you mm -hmm. will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, have you ever thought about yeah. doing like a seven or eight minute special effects documentary on how to stand over a porta potty toilet without <laughs> making contact? You know, I bet I could do that really, really well. Um, I bet I could be probably one of the only ones. I think so you should get your friend David Fincher on the phone and pitch him. Uh, what's that? What's that? Uh, what's that series on ne uh, Netflix or something where they just do the eight, 10 minute movies? What's that called? Love and Love, is it Lo Love Death and Robots. I think you should do a Love Death and Robots on in a porta potty. Yeah, I'll pitch that to my old boss, Tim Miller. I'll see how he feels about that. Did you, didn't you? did you just do a Love, Death, and Robots or it won an award or something like that? Yeah. Um, those that I did the most recent series of Love, Death, and Robots with Mr. Fincher, which you almost blew on air once. <laughs> but didn't, being the key word, didn't blow the secret, almost oh, equals God. didn't. As opposed to totally blowing the secret, but that's a different story. Um, yeah, okay, got to go. All right, good talking <laughs> to you. Love you. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm. right, there she goes. Boy, did she walk into a tiger's trap on that one. God. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a big difference, honey, between almost blowing a secret and totally blowing it. She didn't see that one coming. No, she didn't. <laughs> Thought she had me. It's beautiful watching it from afar. <laughs> I've been very magnanimous with her about this thing. I've been like, look, it's over, whatever, who cares? She, uh, in case you missed it, she blew the present I was giving my wife for her birthday. Oh, you didn't say it was a secret. Let me direct you to the text exchange where I said, <laughs> hey, it's a secret. It will never be over. And she's been begging for forgiveness. And I've been like, let's just move on. Let's just let it go. But if you're going to circle back to it <laughs> in kind of a snooty way, then I'm ready. I'm she, ready to joust. She's going to get it. I've got my foil on guard. All right. <laughs> uh, what else is happening? It is officially manatee mating season in Florida. Local officials are asking people not to put body parts near or within what's referred to as a mating herd or more disturbingly a mating ball. Over the weekend, a social media post from the police department in Sarasota stated that some looky-loos were attempting to touch a group of mating manatees. They, it, The post said, we spotted mating manatees and folks were trying to touch them. Please don't. If you see a manatee mating herd, observe respectively from a distance. Do not touch. You know, if you're drunk and you're clumsily thrusting on your wife one Saturday night, do you want a manatee to walk in and touch you on your bare ass? Hey. Probably not. <laughs> Plus, the manatees are listed as vulnerable under the Endangered Species Act, and it's actually illegal to touch, annoy, harass, or uh, molest a manatee. <laughs> no molesting. In case you didn't know. Hard to believe we need a law for that one, but <laughs> you know what it means. When we have a law, it means someone did it. Someone thought they'd be the perfect threesome in the manatee. <laughs>
All right, what's coming up in round two of the Half-Baked Crackpot News? A tragic update on Anne Hayes' condition. Safe words, ladies, that you can use when you're out at bars and a new TikTok health trend. Please don't do. We're going to tell you all about the trend that we don't want you to do. That's the responsible way of bringing you the news. <laughs> In case you haven't heard, we'll, we'll tell make, you all about it. We'll make fun of it and have a bunch of laughs and say, please don't try this at home. <laughs> DSC on the KGB. Time for a look at traffic with the DSC on KGB. Luckily, pretty good overall. Except for the five southbound. Traffic is very heavy between the 76 and Las Flores Drive right now because there is a large glass panel being cleared from the left lane. Other than that, 15 southbound, traffic is slow between Rainbow Valley Boulevard and Gopher Canyon Road. This traffic report is sponsored by the County, the County of San Diego Health and Human Services Agency. Protect your kids this summer with the ABCs of Drowning Prevention. A, adult supervision, 100% of the time around water. B, safety barriers around your pool. And C, learn CPR. Find more tips on safe swimming at sdswimsafer.org from the County of San Diego Health and Human Services Agency. Thanks, sir. Email from Lou. Not to be mistaken with Luis. <laughs> This is Dave. I'm a podcast listener. I'm always a couple days behind, but I wanted to report that when Boyer stated during his Dairy Queen Blizzard story that he did not want to be riding the diarrhea Bronco, <laughs> Chainsaw responded, okay. I got to experience the scientific liquid makeup, David, of what peppermint mocha coffee smells like. I love your show and yavel. <laughs> and that is Lou checking in right there. I, I, uh, I heard you're going back for another Dairy Queen Blizzard today. That, that would be a good thing, wouldn't it? That, well, you're think, the one who told me. I'm not making it up. You told me this. And I think that I'm going to have to insist, insist, a full 180-degree rotation and at least a one-second hold in order for me to pay. In order to pay? Yeah. That's not how it works. It's not this one is free. It's the next one is free if they don't do it. If they're participating. Not that this Karen knows, but this Karen just remembers what that girl said. Karen Beebe knows all the rules. <laughs> Let me talk to your manager, please. I know how the rules work. Okay, thank you for that. Then I will uh, adhere to those rules as stated. Well, you've already been presented a blizzard that was not rotated. Yeah, I got So it you right. should have gotten one of the following two ones free. What are you waiting for? You're right. I know I'm right. You're not. <laughs> Correct. Well, I'm a bit of a neophyte, so this is a new experience for is me. Is neophyte a fancy word for dumb? It means uh, All right, very good. newly experienced at this. All right, very good. Good stuff. I'm sorry that went into such a long story. I thought it was just going to be, yes, I am, David, back to you. Here is the rest of the news now from Sarah. Well, it turns out Anne Haish was not under the influence of alcohol when she crashed her car into a home last Friday. But she was under the influence of cocaine, according to a law enforcement source, and possibly fentanyl as well. LAPD tested her, the blood they drew after she was admitted to the hospital. And so in addition to the cocaine, they found the fentanyl. However, other, you know, there are sources saying that fentanyl can be used as a pain med in hospitals. So they need to do more testing to investigate if that was in her system at the time of the crash. But unfortunately, Anne suffered a catastrophic brain injury 
And as a result, she is not going to survive. Plans have been put into place to possibly donate her organs. So she's being kept on life support to determine if any are viable. Thoughts are with her family. Okay, ladies, this one is for you. Um, you know when you're at a bar and there's just a certain guy who will not take the hint? You know what this is away. like, Boyer. Oh, yeah, all the time. Mm-hmm. It's so creepy. Yeah. Sometimes they pass a the line and you are really creeped out and you need help and you cannot get out. Well, apparently there are safe words you can use at any bar that you tell the bartender if you're feeling unsafe or even at a club. Here is a TikToker explaining the code words and phrases. Number one. Here we go. Here is. Hang on. Number one. An angel shot is a way for asking for help from a bartender, a bouncer, a manager, or somebody at a restaurant without directly saying it. The benefit being talking in code to avoid the situation from getting any worse. But what if the person you're with knows what an angel shot is and they're like standing right over your shoulder and you just still don't feel comfortable saying it? You can ask your bartender if Angela's working, but I have seen situations where even this isn't good enough. Get as close to an authority figure or somebody who's working at the location as possible. Whisper or yell it if you have to. Shorter words if possible. Get your point across to make sure that they know that you need help. And this is the most important part right here. This can be used by anybody, not just women. At the end of the day, we need to make sure that you're safe. He spoke a little fast, being a TikToker. For a, uh, a life-endangering situation, I'd like someone who is a little bit... Take your time. What's wrong with this? How about this safe word? <laughs> what about that one? I know, but... Do you know what happens when you scream like that in a bar? Everyone backs up. That's right. Everyone backs the F off. It's way better than ordering an angel shot. Just scream your head off. (laughs) Okay? If you're not feeling that dramatic, yes. He said, order an angel shot. Yeah. Or then you can ask, is Angela working? Those are your supposed safe word and phrases. Now, this, of course, assumes that every single bartender in the world has gone to bartender safe words for dummies. That's what he's implying, that it's a known thing. It's not. It's some by some, but it's not known by all. You kidding me? You ask Boyer, is Angela working today? Let me check with the manager. <laughs> uh, hang on, I have a text from her. Stand by. I, I will endeavor to find the answer. In the meantime, this girl's just been gagged. Got chloroform up her nose right in front of him. Hang on, I'm trying to find out if Angela's coming in today. Stop chloroforming that woman. I'm looking for your answer. You're not using that chloroform correctly, sir. They'll probably just most likely use the safe words. At him, you know, because of him, yeah. not to him. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, How about just, hey, this douchebag behind me is really giving me a problem. Can you get a bouncer over here? It's not always that easy, Boyer. It's not that easy. Speaking up when you're in that position. You're counting all the time. on. It's really not. It can be awkward. You're like. God, he's creepy, but I don't want to say anything and make it worse in front of him to hear me. It's not easy to just speak up. And hopefully we are we can get better at this, but... Hang on a second. Boyer is busy not listening to a word you say. He has a response for you. Go ahead. You're counting on some half-drunk bartender. The bartender's drunk now. Of course. Oh, I'm sorry, half-drunk. Well, that's why he took the job. See? They hired alcoholic bartenders. That's going to cut into the profits. <laughs> yeah, of course it's it not is. smart. What kind of bar move. is this? Are we in Santee again? What's going on here? <laughs> You're going to count on him knowing the secret code, the omerta? Come on. You got you to gotta make it obvious. Get that message across. Like I said, he was busy not listening to a word you said mm-hmm. and <laughs> crafting his response. While not listening to a word you said, that takes talent. You don't understand. Well, I don't. I wasn't listening to what he said, so I don't even know. Oh, <laughs> I'm rubber, you're glue. 
Whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. Ooh, that's a good one. You two or something else. All right, what else? <laughs> oh, speaking of TikTok, there is a stupid sleep trend right now going around called All mouth. Right, here we go. Mouth taping. Right. You, you basically just tape your mouth shut before you go to bed, and it forces you to breathe through your nose all night long because it's supposed to be healthier, they say. Well, it's not a brand new idea, but it is trending right now, and some people swear by it. But um, they well, they say some health benefits include mainly it produces more nitric oxide, which widens your blood vessels and helps circulate oxygen through your body. But there's risks with this as well. Most doctors say don't do it. Most. Most doctors Most. say don't do it. They say you're forcing yourself, forcing yourself to breathe through your nose could be dangerous if you get congested in your sleep. And having your mouth taped shut might be an issue if you have to puke in the middle of the night. It can also make sleep apnea worse. It can up your risk for things like heart disease and stroke. It's also not great for your lips either. That is very delicate skin right there. So you should not be ripping tape off of them every day. Somehow there are doctors in the world who are down with you puking with your mouth taped shut, down with you making your sleep apnea worse, and down with you taping sensitive areas of your body. They're okay with that. And I'd like to speak for all doctors, David. We'd like to know who those doctors are. Coroners, right. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Here's something I bet you didn't know. Yeah. You know those electronic monitoring um, anklets that they put on, you know, I've heard of people them. when you've been naughty? Mm-hmm. Well, all of you hooligans who have had one can thank Spider-Man for that. There used to be a Spider-Man comic strip that ran in newspapers across the country. And in one installment back in, this, in uh, 1977, the villain Kingpin attaches a monitoring device to Spider-Man's wrist. Well, a New Mexico judge named Jack Love saw that, and he thought, huh, maybe that technology could be used to keep, you know, an eye on low-level criminals. So he teamed up with an engineer, and he made it happen. So it's all thanks to Spider-Man. And then pretty much every major event that occurs in the world happened like 20 years ago on the episode of The Simpsons, right? Oh, yeah. And we're always like, how do they do that? Well, the answer is coming this season. Simpsons producer Matt Selman says we have another crazy conceptual episode that explains how the Simpsons knows the future. It's a conceptual episode with lots of crazy stuff in it, but it does give an explanation of how we can predict the future. So season 34 of The Simpsons, hopefully with that answer, kicks off Sunday, September 25th on Fox. Lisa Kudrow says she once ran into Jerry Seinfeld and he took credit for the success of Friends. Did he now? Uh-huh. She says, I remember going to some party and Jerry Seinfeld was there. And I said, hi. And he said, you're welcome. And she's like, I said, why? Why, thank you. What? And he said, you're on after us in the summer. You're welcome. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. But instead of being offended by it or thinking it was a rude comment, she totally agreed with him. She says, Friends was doing well in the ratings during its first season, but it really exploded in the summer when its reruns aired right after Seinfeld. Hmm. Questlove, you know him from The Roots? Questlove? Questlove is on uh, Jimmy Fallon's show? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, he's in that band, The Roots. Well, he might be my husband's new hero because when the apocalypse happens, Questlove is going to be ready. He recently bought an eight-acre farm where he's building a warehouse for his records and a safe haven for his family. In a new interview, he said that he was convinced by his ex to purchase the land after being stuck in a penthouse during the pandemic. And he said, I'm building my version of Noah's Ark, my dream place that in case something happens, then I know to ring the alarm and everyone knows immediately to report to Amir's farm. Mm. I was uh, 
doubtful that his name was really Quest Love. Oh, really? And looked him up. His name is Amir <laughs> Khalib Thompson. I appreciate it making it easier for us mm-hmm. to just say Quest Love. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? That is a wrap, David. It is time for a news quiz. All right, we're going to send you off to see Robert Plant and Allison Krauss this Monday at the Rady Shell. The Rady Shell is on the corner of Sports Arena Boulevard, I think, and Broadway. Oh, that's a gas station. The Uh. Rady Shell is an actual (laughs) concert hall uh, downtown at Jacobs Park. Ticketmaster.com has the tickets, and so do I. You're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our news quiz? What do you say? Ah. Hello? Yes, I do. I think you yes, got the phone. Yes, I down. do. There he goes. He just learned how oh. to use the phone right in the middle of the phone call. How you doing? Stupid speaker phone. How you doing? Stupid you speaker show, I love your show. How you doing? Not bad. You're a very effective DJ. Thank you. Here's your question. What superhero can bad guys thank for the monitoring ankle bracelet? Who, what? I missed that one? It's not Questlove? Angel working? We're just talking about a superhero. Hi, you're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our news quiz? <laughs> hey! Big Back Burger Prescott! Sounds like a good idea to me. You're on the DSC. Do you want to be on our news quiz? That is strike three, Sarah. Goodbye! Nice try. It was Spider-Man. Yes, it was. Thank you for listening. Question. I pay attention. I wanted to go to that shell station. <laughs> Sarah, thank you and the Crockpot News team for another fine week of entertaining and educational news. You guys like Michelle Branch? I used to love her, yeah. Used to? Yeah, I forgot about her. I don't hear her music that much anymore, but yeah. No, you don't really. Uh, she's been in the news a little bit this week. She says, um, after three years of marriage... To say that I am totally devastated doesn't even come close to describing how I feel for myself, for my family. Her marriage is breaking up. The rug has been completely pulled from underneath me, and now I must figure out how to move forward such small children. I ask for privacy and kindness. Split announcement came just after she announced uh, her husband was cheating on her. Poor girl. Michelle Branch got arrested last night for beating up her husband. Oh. Michelle Branch huh? taken, taken off the jail for domestic abuse. It's possible you're suddenly filled with a sense of awe and majesty. I promise you that has nothing to do with the bit that we're about to do. <laughs> Because we're about to do the Chris Boyer featurette, which we do on Fridays here by tradition at this time. Every Friday, we take a pause to look back on things that happened on this day, maybe this week in history. So here he is, the voice, the creator, and the author of the Chris Boyer featurette. Here's Chris Boyer. Thank you, David. It is a Friday. It is a time for a listen back to some of the great things that happened to us in this week. And you will be full of awe. It will be an awful experience as we highlight some of the great things that happened like this. 
He was a proud guy, and if you ask him, he'll gladly show you his balls, plus the balls of his young son as well. It was 1953, and David Mullaney patented the Wiffle Ball. All those oblong holes on the top half, solid bottom, Wiffle Ball, what a great thing for a child to have. And you can take a rock-hard shaft and stuff it all the way, deep inside a tightly walled groove. Work it in and out as it bumps off that rippled floor. Oh, that's the phonograph. Thomas Edison patented that in 1877 this very week. 2007 this week, TV talk show host Merv Griffin, dead at the age of 82. Mm. Uh, Griffin created the game show Jeopardy in 1964, sold the rights to the show for, uh, for $250 million back in 1986. On his tombstone, Merv Griffin has the phrase, I will not be right back after this message. And how about a hot spray from the far end of a very long hose? It was 1874, and Harry Parmley gave us the sprinkler head. A wrap a hoe! It's more than just a way to keep your hookers in line. And in 1909, the liner Arapahoe was the first American ship to use the radio distress call SOS. 1979 this week brought us Get the Knack, the album by the Knack. And in 1910, Alva J. Fisher of Chicago, Illinois created a great reason for brides to be dressed in white so the dishwasher matches the washing machine. Fisher patented the electric washing machine this week in the year 1910. But finally, we celebrate this great event in history on the feature at... With a figure like an hourglass, you can wrap it in your hand, placing closely up to your face. Dual tones mean it's ready for command. Outstretched a rigid probing digit, Stuck in a tight and waiting hole, give your wrist a circular motion as the pulse shoots up the pole. A sexy, glistening, money-hungry slit. It's a pocket change coin nipper. But don't confuse this oral device with a wallet emptying stripper. It's 1889, and this sexy babe is the payphone as we celebrate that patented this week by William Gray of Hartford, Connecticut. Have a great weekend, everybody. Thanks for being with us on the DSC.
that's it. Is there any more work that needs to be done today? That's that, David. We got it. All right, friends, thank you for being with us here on this Friday morning DSE Radio Show. Let's look back at some of the things we talked about today during the program. What do you have? Well, Dave, you asked us, can you back out of being the maid of honor at a wedding? Oh, yeah. And Boyer said, only if you're missing a limb. <laughs> but we heard about one woman whose sister is getting married, and she's the maid of honor. They went to Italy to visit family. She apologized to the best man whom she had wronged when they were kids, when they were nine years old. Um, and her brother-in-law taught her how to say sorry in Italian. But everyone laughed when she said the phrase he taught her because she didn't say sorry. She said, hey, Nino, why don't you come inside and pound me in the dumper? And then... That is a way of apologizing, by the way. Oh, it could be. In the old country, in (laughs) Italy. That's how they apologized. Well, she was upset and she no longer wanted to be in the wedding. But we all said, get over it. And Dave said, yeah, get over it and start writing that speech, girl. Mm -hmm. Revenge speech. Then we heard some stupid internet debate going on right now. One being, are there more wheels on doors? No. Wait, there... wait, wait. I'm sorry. <laughs> How many wheels are on your doors? <laughs> That's the debate. Try and come up with an answer. Are there more wheels or doors? And Chris the... Boyer was definite. I don't remember which one he said. In... More wheels. There are infinitely more wheels. That's said. right. And you said doors. Chainsaw and I both said doors. Yeah. And then Chris Boyer held up a bag of wheels he just happened to have on him at that exact moment. Got a bag of wheels. Right here. And if you think I'm kidding, I'm not. He has a bag of wheels. Because he just has garbage around him at all times. But, you know, look around this room now. There's one door in this room. Right? Yeah. And look at all the wheels, all the chairs. One, two, three. There's like five chairs in here. They've each got four wheels on them. What? I don't have a bag of doors. He doesn't have a bag of doors. That's a first. <laughs> we stumped him. Also, how many holes does a straw have? One or two? Boyer had some thoughts on this, so you can hear it on our DSC On Demand podcast on the free iHeartRadio app or 101kgb.com. This discussion is also taking off on our DSC show Facebook page, so you can plead your case there. Lots of opinions on that. The Laurel and Yanni thing came up again remember Mm -hmm. that from several years ago it's just a sound you press the button and uh chainsaw was convinced that it was yanni and so i pressed it and he goes well it's laurel you changed it and i'm like (laughs) (laughs) he accused me of some sort of sound effects wizardry i haven't changed anything little wicca board over there but you heard yanni today yes yes yeah and we had to move on from it very quickly because a civil war was about to break out from people who clearly heard Laurel. This one's gone nowhere. We've made no peace, no amends on this one. Some hear Yanni, some hear Laurel, and I haven't got any explanation on why some people are wrong. <laughs> why it changes. Ugh. I don't know. I hate it. Mm-hmm. Then we heard from our listeners about family secrets they believed as a child that they didn't realize were lies until they were adults. Um, one guy found out that his grandpa was moments away from being executed by the Nazis. One guy's family had a bunch of secrets um, about all these kids. They had all these kids before marriage because he found out they were all whores. Mm. There were a lot of families who 
they didn't know who mom and dad were. They didn't know who uncles were. There were secret kids. All there were a lot of there was a lot of screwing around and babies. Yeah, there was showing up a lot. Laurel's mom waited until she was 24 to tell her that she won 20 million dollars in a lotto, and because Lauren, oh, I'm sorry, Laurel had appeared to the mom in a dream and gave her the winning numbers. And her mom's name is Yanni, <laughs> which is really messed up because no one knows who's calling who in that house. <laughs> And one girl had the hots for a guy she didn't realize was her brother. She dated him. Mm-hmm. That, would, that would creep you out? A little bit, David. I mean, if you'd never met the guy before, you never met the guy. Think about this. I mean, imagine right now they come back with some sort of 23andMe test and they tell you that Chip is your first cousin. <sighs> Who cares? I do. I do. You do, huh? I do. Care. It's in your head? It's a... In, Immediate deal breaker. Uh, oh, no. Really? Are you kidding me? You're not leaving him. Yes. If you we are were cousins, not. first cousin, yeah. it's done. What? I can never I have sex with him with, again. I never. didn't even go with brother. I just went with cousin. No. You're kidding. Explain I'm not, this. I could never have sex with him again. Explain nope, this. I couldn't touch him. Immediately things change in my head. You're a gross no. human now. Really. No. He's gross. Ew. Ew. What have I done? I might set my whole what? lowers on fire. No. Know. What? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Now I know and it's ruined. Destroyed. More? First cousins. She set her lowers on fire. <laughs> oh, my God. Her lowers. Well. Now, boyers without words. That's that's what I, you've I done. Now, thank you. I imagine that. What are you doing? You're this far in. You're already committed. You're married. You apparently have strong feelings for him. Apparently. It's unimaginable that something like that would I was just it's surprised. Crushing. Yeah. It's crushing. I it's didn't world. say brother. Brother is a no-brainer, right? Yeah, so is first cousin. First cousin. Uh, second first cousin. cousin. Second cousin. No, cousin. I can't deal. I don't even know what second cousin means. It would be I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, honestly. You know what I have? I've got my my mom had two other sisters. Mm-hmm. Okay, my aunt Caroline, my aunt Pam. And they had kids. And those kids are my cousins. After that, I don't even care. I don't want to know second, third. And then they start saying removed and all that. I, I don't even care. That doesn't bother me. But you just if you just found out that your husband was actually your cousin, you'd leave him. That's wild. David, I do not want to dip in the cousin pool. You I can't do did. it. I know, and I can never do it again. It will never happen again. Oh, you've done it before. No. You said I can't do it again. Right, with Chip. If he was uh, my cousin. Did you just reveal a secret that you no, didn't want to? No, I don't know what reveal? I just said, but I said it wrong. It came out clumped. <laughs> did it come out clumped? I hate when it comes out clumped. Okay. All right. What else did we do today? Oh, listen to this. Dear Dave, this, this was the family secrets, right? Yeah. Dear Dave, every time my in-laws leave the country, my father-in-law is convinced that they're going to die. So he leaves me specific instructions. Years ago, he said to me, if something happens to us, the first thing you do is come directly to my house. Does anyone have this, by the way? No. Does anyone have family instructions? Uh-uh. Okay. Nor do I. But this guy does. And this is Mike who listens to us in Ontario. He says, my father-in-law says, if something happens to us, the first thing you do is come directly to my house, which is in the middle of nowhere in New Mexico, by the way. It's not like he's just going across town. The combination to my safe is on this drawer. Use that to empty the safe. Take everything in their home and never tell a soul what you find in there. What's in the safe, I asked. 
All the emotion drains from his face. He stares coldly into my eyes and he says, you never mind what's in that safe. (gasps) What's in there? Gotta know. What's in the safe? Gotta know what's in there. He says he's still alive, so I still don't know what's in the safe, Dave. Well, Mike, would you kill your father-in-law this weekend so Monday we can find out what's in the safe, please? I mean, is that asking too much to go to New Mexico this weekend and sneak into the middle of the night and find out what's in the safe? How can you do that with people? It, you know what? There's nothing in the safe. Yeah, it's like Capone's vault, He's right? Dicking Two pop with bottles and and a... How would he even know? He's dicking with right? him. That's a good way to get yourself killed in the middle of the night, though, by your son-in-law. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> Playing with fire over there, Giuseppe. All right. What else is going on? Hall of Famer Josh wrote in about yesterday's topic of potty fingers. His girl liked to put her finger in the danger zone because it turns out every guy she had been with before him liked it. And she assumed he did as well. Mm. But he did not. The danger zone. Is that what they call it at your house? When you're putting your fingers (laughs) in your cousin, do you call it the danger zone? What? He's not my cousin. We don't play with that danger zone. He does not like it. I was surprised. I thought you were all butt stuff. I don't you are. go in you there, I guess, but I only much. do it like Nicole does it to you. Hold it. <laughs> don't drag me well, into your butt stuff fantasy world. I get raped in the, in the shower. <laughs> it's like Shawshank. And I cry quietly to myself. But you guys, you and your cousin call it the no. danger zone? Is that right? No. What do you call the dampness in his ass crack? Is that relative humidity? <laughs> I try to attack it or That's poke it. It's a play it. on words, David. It's funny. It's a pun. Danger zone, huh? And he does not like it. No, I'm not allowed to go there. So, of course, I just try because I know he's going to shut it down. You do it just to tease him. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of these days, your cousin's going to go home and tell your aunt. <laughs> Is it your aunt or your uncle? He's not my cousin. Mm, okay. <laughs> Anything else? Um, since it's Friday, we played Family Feud today. Senor Luis was Chainsaw's lucky charm, and he won it all, sending Luis to our stadium tour fiesta. The- I think we should put those tickets at the will call window for Luis. <laughs> and if he shows up claiming to be Luis, we're just like, well, we don't have anything for you, sir. What's your name? <laughs> Say it right. But finally, yeah. today we learned that sometimes Dave sucks the bottom. Have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday. I might have some more stadium tickets for you. Stadium tour tickets. You'll just have to tune in to find out. I love your show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.